The wheel of time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose in the great forest called Brame Wood. The wind was not the beginning. There was neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time. But it was a beginning. Okay, this is the Queens of Fantasy podcast, a podcast dedicated to deeply analyzing, discussing, and reading fantasy series alongside other readers. Each season of this podcast is dedicated to a specific fantasy series and or author. In this season, we are discussing The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Currently, we have just started book five, The Fires of Heaven. The queens in this podcast include myself, Alex, Taylor, and Marissa. We are your guides and companions for your adventure through various fantasy worlds. I said Taylor first that time. You did, and I did a mock bow, (laughs) which I I, I just enjoy trying to make Taylor laugh during your intro. That's (laughs) that's like my goal every time. It did. It made me smile. Sometimes you make me laugh. I succeeded. Yeah, yeah, I succeeded in getting a smile. So really, I'm the winner. Mm, This is true. (laughs) (laughs) So far, yeah, this first chunk. So we've read the prologue to chapter 14. And honestly, the summary is like everyone's on the move. There's just like a lot of plots starting. Oh, we didn't want to use my summary. Oh, you want to give your summary? (laughs) Oh, my summary is Robert Jordan found out he could retcon things (laughs) and (laughs) decided to clarify a lot of things that I, I know are going to come up later. Yeah. So good the power. for him. <laughs> fun, fun. Things we needed for sure. Uh, yeah, we've got Rand, you know, just just lamenting about women and things. We've got Elaine and Nynaeve doing stuff. It's we've appropriate got... that you said things alongside women because that is how he views women. Yes, of so course. That's good. <laughs> we've got Elaine and Tom. It's confusing. I don't, I don't, I don't like, like it. Don't it. Like it. <laughs> so... I I texted you today about it because obviously I was doing my reading today and I I just have to say you said I don't want to talk about it and <laughs> I am so sorry baby girl we got to talk about it <laughs> it's so uncomfortable yeah. it's, it's so it's actually, uncomfortable imagine wanting to flirt with your mom's ex boyfriend <laughs> she doesn't want to flirt with him. <laughs> it's so odd she doesn't want to flirt with him she she wants a cuddle buddy it's so weird i hate it <laughs> she wants him to tickle her ew, 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 ew. No. oh god i i i i he slept you with know, your mom <laughs> it's likely giving, it's giving so much dysfunctional family like it's giving so much you need to have a conversation with a the therapist and your mom it's like I, it's 
I texted this to you guys and it's so gross, but I feel like it needs to be said. But like somehow Tom went from stepdad to stepdaddy and oh. I just I hate everything about Great. it. If you're going to make that joke, you got to you got to really emphasize the daddy. It's gotta be, <laughs> he went from stepdad to stepdaddy. Oh. <laughs> isn't his age like super ambiguous? Like how old is this it's guy not really old. clear like he yeah. old. he's definitely i'm just old. like he's old <laughs> he's got but like does say that he's old enough old. well Nynaeve says that he's old enough to be elaine's father because she says oh Elaine's old enough to I'm be my father like, in which i once again said i'm going like, why'd to you, i know why'd you say it <laughs> why'd you say it girl i didn't need to think about this <laughs> This was something that we had discussed in a previous podcast, and it was okay because you're going to be Aes Sedai and you're going to have like a different lifespan. And yada, I picture yada, him yada. to be like older than Lan for sure because I feel like he's late 50s to 60s. Like, I feel like real, he's I'm like. Pictu- I'm just going to say it right now. Here's the real issue with it the fact that he knew her as a baby, as an infant. Like, <laughs> and he was an adult at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that. Too much. Too, no. Too big. I can get over a lot of age gaps between consenting adults, but you can't have known each other when one of you was a child and the other was sleeping with your mom. (laughs) It's too much. That's just the weird gap. It's too much. much, There's too much going on here. There's so much I didn't need to know about how she was feeling about him. This all could have been, if anything progresses with this, like I'm already uncomfortable, but if anything progresses with it, which means it will, I... I, it's, no, no, why did that have to happen? Yeah, no, no more. We're done with that. (laughs) All right, and I have to say, I'm just gonna, before we dive into everything, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start with the religion rant or the misogyny rant? (laughs) Ooh, Tay did have a point. Oh, I I want to hear Tay. Tay had a point that, I don't know about Tom, you were saying something. I was just gonna say that he, like, to me, he's like borderline grandpa. Like, I'm picturing him, like, last stages of his life like he's old to me yeah he he's got white hair like you don't get white hair when you're like in your 30s often so like i think he's pretty old (laughs) he's up there i feel like like he doesn't have white hair either he like he has only white hair yeah it's not like, like he's got a few not, strands of white like hair his hair is it's white his entire <laughs> head is white and his mustache that which she they do describe gareth yes as only having like a peppering of white yeah gareth to me is like in his like 40s. but they do say that i feel like thomas could be looks young enough to be his granddaughter he says that which she's like because obviously early 20s mid 20s looking at this point no at, she says she looks younger than min she probably looks like she lost her right agelessness now. but How she old is min? older i'm like 17 i want to say min is 20 yeah she's got to be like 20 i think she's a little bit 18, older than Egwene. 18 not to as 20 is where i'm naive yeah yeah where i'm clocking her yeah so i assume she looked like a teenager and he he's like why am i lusting after this teenager <laughs> she's kind of cute though <laughs> God. at least with suan like tech like she is older because she's it's just still has weird that he's like it's weird that he's like mm, wow she's yeah, really like cute, he doesn't know really that part <laughs> at this point no he like, doesn't realize he just that. used some eyes she, she stared and looked at me defiantly Mm, yeah, that's, that's the stuff <laughs> this really was the section Lovely. of age gaps like i don't i don't like it yeah but like like again suan 
like if he knew her actual age it would be fine but jordan goes out of his way to be like can we just keep this a little secret between <laughs> us and i'm still gonna have him be like she's so hot though <laughs> like it's just so unnecessary all the misogyny in this section you can't even argue it for me like you can't <laughs> You can't argue why it adds to the world. It was it's it's so contrived to be in here that he makes like he writes so much plot so that he sets it up to be misogynistic <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, it just had to happen." Though. No, you like legitimately set you that up. You wrote yourself into the Yeah. So yeah. for example, we find out in this section and I'll, I I'm sure I'll I won't even be able to help myself when we talk about it when we get to that part. But we do find out that the power is, is like, you thought it was equal between the men and the women because that's, that's what we've been silly. saying for four <laughs> books. That's so silly, Marissa. I'm so sorry. For approximately 2,800 to 3,000 pages, I've been reading how absolutely equal the male and female powers are when it comes to magic silly, in this silly. world because they have to balance each other. And that's like the whole point. Like that's the whole freaking point. And then we get a paragraph from Asmodian who's like, Ran. That's a joke. <laughs> well, like if you use your capable brain to think this one through logically, why on earth would you think women who are obviously weaker in every way would have the same amount of raw power as a man. <laughs> like, and then Rand's like, oh my God. You're you so right. right. <laughs> You're so right. <sighs> and it's not even like, it's like, you had it, Jordan. You had it. We you didn't gave- have to make it point out. We didn't have to go, yeah. hey, actually though, raw power wise, the women are less, like obviously. Like we just like could have okay, not and done also, that. So the like and logic that fine. was used really upset me because it's it's a point that has been used time it's like and time the oldest, again it's the oldest argument yeah. right so we have the idea and he goes you know like think about it like in terms of strength men are stronger on average obviously you're gonna have outliers but on average men have stronger arms than women <laughs> of course. and you know and so like why would that be any different with the magical abilities Why? because it's magic so it's fake I just it say can be different this, <laughs> this was an argument or this train of thought rather is the exact reason why women were kept out of universities it's the exact women why reason why women weren't allowed to vote it's the exact women reason why women weren't allowed to do a lot of things why or they like, thought that women couldn't handle driving aren't as good women's as sports, sports because like they're fra- more fragile all this stuff has been we used time and time again. So even if you want to, you know, say physiologically men tend to be stronger, whatever, you can't use that as a blanket argument for everything else. <laughs> like you don't get to use that logic in that one way and be like, well, obviously men are better at everything. <laughs> like that's not how this works. It was and just I like just, a weird, like unnecessary explanation that came so in. Like, also, just, it like, breaks his own like points he's been trying to make about this world. And so very carefully, I had saw some seen some comments when I was looking up some stuff about religion. And most of the time I backed out, but I, I saw a few things because I didn't want to get spoilers. But I did see a few things like people be like, oh, there's, you know, this. It's like the whole point of Jordan's story is that men and women like have differences and they have to work together. And I'm like, that doesn't work 
when you look at one side of that and you go, okay, but that side's better. Like you can't tell me it balances and that everybody has their strength when you're constantly looking at one side and being like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to quickly take away this one positive trait that they, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, they still have that trait, but I'm just going to give more of it to the men. It's not a big deal. They're still equal and awesome. And I write awesome female characters. It's such a like, what weird explanation too in like the extra books, like the companions and stuff. It's like, oh, but you know, overall the women are just as strong because like they're better at doing certain weaves and certain things. So like they are just as strong, but like you just got to make the point that like but raw power wise like they're not as strong so yeah but it's like why i actually i have for what reason for what reason is a great question i have an answer it's misogyny (laughs) oh yeah there's the reason but uh (laughs) it it, it's literally robert jordan was incapable of letting women have this one thing in his fantasy novel about a fantasy world that he made up (laughs) he controls the rules of this fantasy world it's fake it's fake. It's not real. <laughs> it's based off a lot of real religions. I will say you can decide whatever you want. It doesn't but have to make sense. He literally could have just not. There's a great quote from one of my favorite male authors, Garth Nix, where he is commenting on George R. R. Martin, and it did ignite a lot of rage from a lot of George R. R. Martin fans, and that's fair. But just the idea that like George R. R. Martin never challenged the idea that he didn't have to write women in a misogynistic way. Mm. Like I feel like this is like a difference in how I'm feeling even about this story is like I read a lot of stories and I'm like that man didn't challenge how he wanted to feel about women. And in this book it actually I was like okay so now he's going out of his way like he's not only not challenging it he's like wait i made them a little bit too powerful let me undo that Mm -hmm. just real quick let me take away and i actually when i read that part i i want to be funny about it like i want to be like i want to throw my book and myself across the room which is what i texted you guys so i'm totally reusing that joke (laughs) but i felt really sad i felt really sad and it actually really bummed me out because i was like i get it i suck like i get it women suck yeah the point's been made thanks yeah (laughs) obviously like i get it you can stop hammering this home like i'm i'm strapped into book 14 I made this I'm deal. Here. <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm reading. I'm going to give you the best chance you got. You don't have to keep hitting me in the face with the fact that you don't think I'm valuable in any way. Mm, yeah. As a woman. Yeah. So that's how I felt. It wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good that time. Was I did not time. have a good time. <laughs> Marissa did not enjoy. All right. So there's a little bit about the title that I do want to mention. We have The Fires, the fires of, heaven. of Heaven. What? This is religious? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Shocker. <laughs> I love how you're making that joke, but you're like, I feel like you on the first reading was like, religion? I know. No, not a thing. It, but it's really right there in the title. <laughs> yeah. So there are multiple references. I don't want to go too much into this because I do want to get started here, but there are multiple references in the Bible and multiple occurrences in the Bible. And I am talking Catholicism here in which fire does in fact rain down from heaven and multiple people who have called fire to be rained out from heaven. So I just kind of wonder if we're going to see that by the end of this book. <laughs> Obviously, that's what I think is going to happen, is Rand is going to literally rain down fire. It's interesting. Right. Elaine did Never. have a thought that she's like, I wonder if I could make it rain. So then I wonder if we're going to like meet up and they're somehow going to like put those thoughts together and he's going to be like, rain. I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> 
fire because I'm stronger because I'm a man (laughs) and I could do this. (laughs) I have more raw power than you, obviously. You know, maybe that's what happens when he finds out that Elaine has slept with Tom. That's... God, no. <laughs> I So also, just, just with that whole thing, and I know we're going to get into it in a second, but I do feel like that's a way for us to write off how what is about to happen with him and Avienda. Because like, he was like, well, Elaine's like looking too good in this situation. I got to make her seem shady. Like we can't feel bad seem for shady. Elaine. We can't feel bad for her because while, while Rand was, you know, having this whatever it is with Avienda, she wanted to sleep with Tom. So clearly so, she's yeah. So clearly she deserves it. <laughs> all right, Tay, you got any thoughts so far? <laughs> I think Marissa summed all of that up. Yes. I <laughs> yeah. Let me just add little. <laughs> just, just yes. <laughs> just sub my name put my name I on the end agree. of that yeah i just i like second it. I, I, I it's like i wrote out the letter and you just signed yeah, the bottom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. I agree this is you. right yeah marissa ante <laughs> yeah all right so we start off with elida hanging out with all her buddies who helped her be all raised her buddies Emerlin. who want to kill her yeah and none of them are paying attention to her <laughs> they're kind of like Eh, she's just not really that important the the problem is and, that uh, they know that they put her on the seat so like they don't really respect her the other problem is the right that way. jordan didn't make it a paragraph into this book without talking about how beautiful a woman is so oh guys i ran out of orange tabs they're all described Again. as beautiful but like too harsh a few times there many would have accounted her beautiful at first glance but a second look would have made it clear that the severity of that the severity of her ageless eyes that i face was not a momentary matter i don't even know what that means <laughs> what we're supposed to know is that she could be hot but she not but she's like actually kind of of a woman in power so not really (laughs) that's it you know what that's exactly (laughs) what that means (laughs) oops did i say it (laughs) they talk about how the entire blight seems quiet enough for two farmers and a novice to guard and that the borderlanders the shanarans are like fighting amongst each other a little bit Mm -hmm. which they don't usually do because there's like nothing going on we also have jolene who is showing off too much bosom and elida takes a really like like harsh offense to the fact that she smiles too much Mm. yeah well she shouldn't if she's a woman in power she should be very serious no she smiles too much at the men and um obviously that makes her a hussy yeah you're right actually like (laughs) those smiles (laughs) i'm not kidding like i need you sorry i was gonna open it this way you can't really see it's all orange yeah there's a lot of like it's all orange the orange shifts shades because I had to use a different orange. <laughs> but yeah, we, we have a lot of exposition in this prologue. And that was really hard to read. And I know, so exposition being summarization, like an explanation oh, of, of events like instead of in like an actual like like description of what's happening. Like like so the, the telling, writer version of this telling, is... Telling, not showing. Yes, telling, not showing. There's no showing happening in here. Like we're, we're seeing... We're a little bit seeing that no one's respecting Elida, but he also has to tell us that. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't just, like, let us have that. And it made it really hard to read. And also just... And I know this is a little bit because the books wouldn't have come out. Like, when people originally read this series... It's probably like a year or two in between. Yeah, there was a break. So he did have to remind people. So I kept trying to remind myself of that. But it was a lot of, like, stuff that had literally just happened. And I was like, okay... Like, I get explaining a little bit of this, but also, I don't know, man. I'm on book five. I felt like this... Like, I'm in the series. I felt like this entire section was like that. Like, I was just like... Exposition. Yeah, totally. 
yeah, I got I got that. I read the other books. I didn't just pick up book five and start here. Yeah, I didn't just pick up book five and start <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of re-explaining yeah, what to happened. Like, and I wonder if maybe, and I'm just completely guessing, I don't know if maybe this is when he started getting bigger, like he started getting a wider audience, so he was scared people were just going to pick up the fifth one. And the editors added, might have been like, hey, you yeah, got like, to more explanation like, here. Oh, yeah, you can totally make fun of women every second you get but if you could explain some things about your misogynistic world first that'd be great i want to know who in the world would be picking up a series (laughs) and starting at book five unhinged just grabbing (laughs) are there people out there who are doing that screw it i mean i did that accidentally once i've done it as a child like the third but the like for the series of unfortunate events they got me the airsats elevator Right. Instead of like the first one, the bad beginning. And I remember going into that being like, I feel like I'm missing things. And then <laughs> being like, confused. oh, the number and, on this book is not one. Let me yeah, go back and, then and you start realize, at the yeah, start. Yeah. Like you realize whatever. But also that was a children's series. So it was like lots was being explained. So that was kind of okay. Yeah. I don't know. It felt it felt like just a lot of experts. Part one, book five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was like, let's start over, but also continue. Yeah, <laughs> let's just like redo a bunch of stuff. So yeah, she's dealing with all these not quite sitters, but I said I who helped raise her, and they're kind of like talking over her, not really paying attention to her, just like planning out stuff without asking her opinion, and she's like annoyed by it, but just kind of like sits and watches until the very end when well, she, she does a whole bunch of exposition position yeah is what she does she, and then they go to leave and she's like wait she's like sit down the the bell does not dismiss you i, I dismiss yeah, you it's very <laughs> gross and then proceeds to make them all like a couple of them like write up punishment and then she'll decide if it's like good enough and she wants them to talk about rand basically yeah and she, she makes wants them to bring look him into at the her tower. paintings Yes, her paintings, because she's got Rand fighting Rand Balsamon, fighting Balsamon, Balsamon in the sky. And then also the last red, the last red Amerlin, o- Aja who was uh, um, deposed because Onwin. she did some bad things. Oh, you know what? She was the Amerlin during the breaking of the world, and she yeah. was like went pretty ham on like gentling men without any sort of trials or anything like they would normally do so they were like yeah you gotta get out of here they all walk away and then she's visited by our favorite pat fane more death more, more death or more death. death or or death yeah, yeah. he doesn't and really know want to call anymore he's so we so find confused. out that he's sort of just a mixture yeah he's a mixture of more de- more death and fane and uh or pat and fane and now he's become a new fane <laughs> And he knows where the dagger is in the uh, White Tower and he wants it back. So he's just like telling her a bunch of stuff about Rand in hopes that he can like kind of get access to the dagger somehow, I believe. Well, and he's he's got this thing about how he's like so excited because he walks in the room and he's like, oh, this is a perfect place to do manipulation, essentially. Mm-hmm. he It's very predictable. It's very predictable that he ended up in the tower and that he's going to, like, manipulate, manipulate Elida. Elida. I don't know. Also, like, of course, of course, the evil woman is going to be na- manipulated by this dude. Like, everything just made me feel like, all right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> he, his advice to her is to 
tie a string to one of the few that Rand trusts. So I guess we'll find out who that, who is. that is. I mean, we currently have <laughs> Nynaeve and Elaine. Maybe they're still heading to Tarvalon. I don't know if they've rethought that a little bit with the suspicion that comes yeah, later. I guess but... now that the whole stuff that yeah happens with them. All right. And then we head over to our Forsaken crew. We meet our Forsaken Symposium. Yeah, oh. the Forsaken Con. <laughs> well, we where just, just uh, what hey? Robin. Well, it starts with Robin. Yes, and you find out that as we suspected, is this where we find out? No, we find out later for no, sure. Later, but yeah. I was like, it's getting more and more clear that he's with Morgaze. Which I do think it's funny. Later, Rand's like, "Wonder where he is manipulating some queen." I'm like, you could think about it for more than two seconds. <laughs> think, and... where's the queens? Rand. Yeah. There's like two queens here. Come on. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. From what I'm understanding, the women don't hold a lot of power in this world. Which which queen would serve manipulation? Which which one? Of the queens there are. And anyway, so we got we got him and he's I don't know. He's like, boo, I'm evil. Like that was the vibe I got from him. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. One of the decisions that the Aes Sedai made was to send one of them to Morgaze, like secretly. Like right, Morgaze yes. isn't to know that it's an Aes Sedai, but like there needs to be an Aes Sedai like there. New. And we see here Robin compelling that Aes Sedai. Like he figures out that that's what she is. And so now she's just basically a puppet for him. And there goes the tower's idea on that. So uh, Lanfear meets up with Robin first and tells him not to attack the other two that are showing up. We get our first look at Grandal, who is In ripe. any other company, <laughs> company but Lanfears, Grandal would have been accounted a stunningly beautiful woman. Everyone's beautiful. Lush and ripe. Her <laughs> Lush gown and is ripe. green silk, cut low, a ruby the size of a hen's egg nestled between her breasts. The Lush Beside Lanfear, she was merely plumply pretty we really got oh, okay so all the words like there. top tier <laughs> yeah it was like it was like he made a list of all the words that so, women didn't want in the book and then he was like let me use them in one paragraph thanks <laughs> lush and ripe and the lush and ripe pretty. i actually i actually had to plumply convince pretty. myself to continue reading because <laughs> my goodness if i thought describing a woman as ripe was bad the lush being added in there just really threw me i, w I was like you you really took something that i thought was bad and you made it worse lush and ripe yeah love that I, and so we got an image oh go ahead Tay. i have a thought on who grain doll is like I, who she's impersonating or whatever i think that she's the sean chan empress that we've okay. heard about right Okay, that's my that's my guess. I'm not the She's daughter of the, the moon, the daughter of the nine moons. The nine moons. Um, technically, I don't think that meant the empress. That just meant the daughter of the court of the nine moons. So, like the daughter of the empress, kind of is my okay. assumption there. I think I'm gonna be honest. I don't think we're supposed to figure out a lot of stuff because I don't think there's not a lot of info on the Sean Chen Jordan situation yet. Knows. <laughs> well maybe <laughs> you might not have been aware yet <laughs> I'm being harsh in this one because I'm annoyed at the misogyny but yeah I think some of the retconning that was happening made me feel like he he didn't really know where he was going with certain aspects and he had to change certain things and I'm the bail fire felt like one of those things because mm. all of a sudden we got a lot of information about bail fire and I was like this is we've talked about this before like nobody had a thought about this 
Like, this is a very dangerous thing mm-hmm. that they were just, like, throwing around willy-nilly. Yeah. But okay. So we've got Raven, Lanfear, Grandal, and Samael, and they kind of form an alliance. And this is our first look at Samael and our first look at Grandal. Grandal being the one who has all these little people that she collects and they're like Yeah, the seven deadly sins analogy that I oh, yeah, earlier made, like lust for sure. One million percent. <laughs> when you said that was Lanfear, I was like, oh, just wait. <laughs> just Here wait. we are. <laughs> you haven't met her yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Grandal. So they form like an alliance to basically, and this Lanfear also at this point is like, oh yeah, Asmodian, he went over to Ransad for sure. <laughs> They're all just like, okay. Yeah, and they, like she starts kind of, talking about a plan for the four of them to sort of like control rand like she she doesn't want rand to die she wants rand to love her and be her lover give her little kisses and tickles so (laughs) she has to preserve him but she wants to be in control still of him she doesn't want rand to win she wants to win and have rand and she she clearly doesn't really care about the actual dark one like she's fine if we kill him yeah lanfear Lenfear's only goal is Lenfear has the potential to be a really cool villain because she's not really like she's really working for her own agenda and for I mean all the Forsaken are kind of looking out for themselves which is like their big weakness. Others definitely serve but, the Dark One more than she. Yeah, does. but I have zero trust in Robert Jordan right now and I feel like she's going to have her downfall in the the silliest way like she's just she's doing a lot of manipulating controlling planning and if it comes out in one of the books that like all of her plans just fall apart because they aren't really well thought through like if that's how she meets her end I'm gonna be so upset because she's like that's what she's that's what she spent all of her time doing I'm imagining her sacrificing herself for Rand now in like a stupid way and being like well I don't think that she would have done that but okay guess that happened yeah I don't know. And then, you know, we get ended with Robin being like, this is going to work out for me, which means it's not. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gross. <laughs> then we catch up with with our other girly crew, uh, Min, Suan, and Leanne. And, and guess what Jordan decides to do in a book <laughs> that is like 900 pages. I knew you were going to have thoughts about this. Oh, I, I'm not even at the part that you think I'm going to have thoughts on, I bet. <laughs> So he does something called in media res, which is essentially translate into it's like in the middle of everything. So he plops us in the middle of a situation right. with Min, Leanne, and Suan. Which why on God's green earth did we not get to see this whole kerfuffle go down? For what reason? Was- why didn't I get to see Logan lighting a barn on fire during a fight? Yeah. Why did I have to hear about this? Through a exposition first flashback. This was a missed opportunity. I don't know why you threw us in the middle of them waiting for their trial. Like literally the most boring part of this whole story. (laughs) Just sitting sitting there. And then he has the audacity to be like, this strong woman, Leanne, she's she's actually suddenly so obsessed with makeup and like girly products. And she really (laughs) wants to just flirt her way out of this ticket. My favorite 
part about this is like that. So yeah, like she's like a previously extremely powerful Aes Sedai because she was the keeper. So like basically yeah. next in line from the Amaralyn. And then she's like, she turns to Swan and she's like, I can't like your revenge isn't enough for me. I need something else to fill the void. And her idea of filling the void is flirting with men <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> manipulating men actually sorry specifically because this is what like domani women are known for and like okay and then there's like a moment too where we found out like her aunt basically told her to enjoy being ins- assaulted yeah no for sure if it happens like oh okay no women well, talk said, like that like, we do if you get into a situation where a man like takes like you can't really get out of like it a, it's like yeah you. just have fun yeah lesson learned <laughs> Oh, okay. Lovely. No, her mother said to take it as a lesson. The aunt was like, just have fun. Just get your kicks, girl. Women don't speak like this. Uh, Can I just say that? That is... Never. No. Have have you... No woman has ever said this. Also, can I just say this... Strong, powerful woman who, like, never had a need for a man in her life ever was just like now's the time (laughs) i can't let me hit that it's so (laughs) stupid and also jordan just like screw you for creating an entire race of women whose sole purpose is to seduce men yeah what yeah the demoni like that's all they do like it's an entire that's all they they do to the point that when they lose another aspect of their personality in which like her default she, is manipulation yeah. she's like i don't know what else to do i'm gonna flirt i'm gonna go back to and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put on a whole bunch of makeup and i'm gonna look so pretty and i just love men sitting there being like oh you can't even see the makeup but she just looks so much more beautiful yes you can yeah. shut up there's literally no way there's That's no a, way first of all if we are considering we're in medieval times there is 100 percent no way you are not seeing that makeup on her face you see makeup nowadays <laughs> and the, the technology we have to make makeup no one puts makeup on and is like wow you look like you have no makeup on it's, except it, for it a man it's, it's except like, for a man it's men is the man who's like i just really like like the no makeup look and the Natural no makeup girls. look that he means <laughs> is take them swimming the on the full first face of like natural yeah. makeup. The fake eyelashes. And like just well done yeah, makeup. 100%. It, it gave me like, you remember in Breaking Dawn when Bella turns into, sorry, spoilers, <laughs> Twilight, when Bella turns into the vampire and you're watching her in the movie change into the vampire and it's like it's, clear that she just... has makeup put on her face. Like all of a sudden she's got eyeshadow. I'm like, oh, vampires just have, have eyeshadow. eyeshadow. Obviously. Like cool. Permanently. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have. They've gotten into we've this. We've gotten Suan just being like, which Okay, I must say, I'm editing a current podcast right now, and it's the podcast where you said, hey, I would rather get whipped and have to do the dishes (laughs) and then suan is like i just hope we get whipped it's over and done with and then we can move on and i was like i mean i don't feel like that's how this is gonna go down but i I guess i can't really argue with the logic because you really did argue with us about that This is really suck. So they're in this whole situation because I guess Loghain accidentally set a barn on fire that they were trying to hide out in. Blah blah blah. We don't get. We, we find just get out like, this, and I just have to say it again: the least interesting. Yeah, way possible. we do find it out the least interesting. So yeah. they. It turns out the person who's giving their sentence is Gareth Bryn because this is like whose estate they're on. So if you remember, Gareth Bryn was Amazing the previous. That in a book series with twenty four hundred characters, we've run into Gareth Bryn. Wow, surprise. <laughs> Uh, Gareth Bryn is the previous head of the Queen's Guard uh, in Camelin, and it seems like some things have happened in Camelin, and he's been 
he's been kicked to the curb. Well, uh, Gabriel does not want him anymore. Happened. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's what happened. We we have uh, Sue on. So as they're talking about, you know, how can we get out of this? What is going to happen? You know, like Suan's like, ah, maybe we'll just get flogged. And then we get a description of Suan. You know what's coming. She was a sturdy woman, short of beautiful. Why? I don't know. Though beyond <laughs> handsome. Why? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a scale. You're, you're not beautiful, <laughs> yeah. but you're past handsome. That's nice. like where yeah. do we think that is we on make those scale, like honestly. crappy like, TikTok videos where they're like rate this girl out of ten? Like is this like is this like the eights? Is this mm. the sevens? You know, Jordan would have. I want to answer in like mid range. Like right? so, like, like she's got to be. Was it homely? Would be like like a one to two yeah you know right? so or handsome is that just straight up or is that is that the, pleasantly plump though like where's no pleasantly, pleasantly plump is good right okay. yeah when so, we get the descriptions of multiple chins then the fat phobia comes in right, and we're okay. supposed to infer that pleasantly they are, plump is is the right amount yeah of plump, right so handsome i w- must be like a four to five like you're just like okay like like a pretty basic that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking it's like and then pleasantly plump is like i think yeah. pleasantly plump is like a 0.5 like it's like a bonus like oh she's pleasantly yeah plump. yeah you get like it's like a gold star <laughs> yeah right you get, yeah, you get a gold star <laughs> <laughs> so she's short of beautiful but beyond handsome and looked more than no more than a few years older than Min, but those sharp blue eyes had a commanding presence that did not belong on a young woman. Well, young women can't have blue eyes. <laughs> Obviously. But I'm not learned. a commanding presence either. You can't? <laughs> yeah. Just, I, like, I don't even want to make fun of it. Like, it's, why? Why are we doing, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why am I here for this? Also, so it says that she's older, right? It looks a couple years older than Min. Uh, looked no more than a few years older than Min. Later, so my guess it, is she's looking like she's close to Nynaeve's age then. No. So it says later that when she catches her, she catches a glimpse of herself in a window that she says she could pass like for younger than Min. Okay. I have it flagged because obviously it's <laughs> is all rife sudden, with uh, a lot what's of his face has, has like an interest in her but she's like also looks like a teenager cool yeah and then leanne you know is is redoing her neckline to show off her bosom and fit snugger around the hips like how they took and min's like what's the point so that's come happening. on min read the room also like they took away did they not take away all their stuff like why does she just have like a needle and thread no they just, gave like, them their stuff adjust. back after they realized that there was no knives in them and like because oh, okay. you can't a woman can't anyone with do a needle, i guess anything so like it's fine they're not a threat just lock them yeah, in the they shed do needlework in their spare time <laughs> as a woman should that's the one skill we get to <laughs> Honestly, learn in like every kind of fantasy like, world yeah, true. women are doing needlework needlework always you know it yeah so they get taken to gareth Bryn. he says oh i'll be nice and i'll pay back this dude who's clearly lying about the stuff you stole you can swear an oath and if it's a good enough oath you can work in my house if it's not a good enough oath you can work in the fields and min is like we're getting this from min's perspective so min's like gosh what kind of oath can i swear because min would have an issue with swearing and breaking oaths apparently she does apparently she has a big issue with this that's something i missed on min earlier so also just like really quickly anytime we have a group of people in this book and i'm sick of this i'm actually like i'm so done with it they just have to argue like whether they're actually people who would disagree or not they argue and we've seen this in every single book but like i just like i just i just this one really pushed it over the edge for me Why i can't was we like just get along? min literally went back for these people she has agreed to their cause she could leave if she really wanted to she also knows who suan 
it like Suana's not just like some girl who is younger than her. Like Suana's yeah. the previous Amber And then Lindsay. Min's like how like I don't know. Stupid. Whatever. Do she that? knows who she's dealing with. I don't but really a few get times she mentioned perspective here. Like, oh, she's acting like she's still the Amberlyn. Like she was. Yeah, well, because everyone in this. Of course again, she is. Again, <laughs> but we had this when Egwene, we had Egwene's perspective and it was, she was with Nynaeve and then she was like, she's acting like she's the wisdom. I'm just like, at this point, it's copy paste. Like it's the same conversations internally that these characters are having. And even Matt had it with like Rand, but opposite because he was like, oh, he's acting like he's this Lord. Like we just have, we can't have people who get along it's bumming me out at this point. Like, why can't we just have a group of people that are just like, okay, let's work together. Like, we're in a crabby situation. Like, let's make the most of it. Because then later, now we have Elaine and Nynaeve who are like super fighting all the time too. And it just feels so... Elaine was like, how can I take Egwene's place here? Let me fight with Nynaeve. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, Elaine, you were literally there when all this was happening and they were fighting with each other and you slapped Egwene for acting like a child and now you're acting like a child. Yes. Yeah, nobody can get along here. So Suan kneels and swears like an unbreakable vow, (laughs) basically, which we've never heard before, but it's a really strong oath because min is very upset about this again i was like like we have it's we're four books into this world we should not be getting like this level of like oath that we've never heard like nobody might have heard it i don't know i can't remember i i don't know tay you're our mastermind here have we heard this oath before tay i'm trying to find it in my book here something about till like the the light or light of salvation By the light and my hope of salvation and rebirth i swear to serve you in whatever way you require for as long as you require or may the creator's face turn me forever and darkness consume my soul yeah no i'm pretty sure we haven't heard this oath. we haven't even heard of anything that's on because she compares it like there's nothing quite this high the only thing that's like more binding is obviously the isodials that are taken with the oath rod but we've never heard this comparison before all right whatever and like the only one who would break this oath is a dark friend like is a dark friend okay so we've been around dark friends like yeah whatever i'm gonna let it go but it felt retconny and like very convenient i just don't think min would care i like it's annoying because min's like oh my gosh i cannot believe she used that oath i'm like what since when do you care about breaking like rules min (laughs) also we have a lot of people who've come from a variety of countries and like regions in this world and yet they all know of this oath yeah it's very strange to me it's it's random it's just like i don't know a way to get them it's a way to make through the scene (laughs) gareth trust them enough for them to get away but also which i would argue i would trust enough to to chase after them them so that he can find suan and give her a kiss make love to her Mm. make love to her okay So they swear this oath. Gareth is surprised about this. He's like, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but all right, that works. I'll take it. They get sent on this uh, cart and Walk Min is like, slowly, so how dare you, you do this? <laughs> how dare you? Why could you, like, couldn't you s- swear another oath? And Leanne and Suan are like, no, it's fine. Like, we're going to leave. And Min's like, oh my God, how dare you? And, and they're like, don't worry, on, we'll come back after this is all over. Yeah, so Min's like, sure, okay. I didn't say I would start serving him immediately. Like, we'll just go and then come back and it'll be fine. No worries. Like, 
okay. Sure, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then we see Loghain rescue them. And then you kind of find out that Gareth Bryn has decided to follow them because he needs to know why she broke her oath. And why she's such pretty eyes. Um, and, he is, and why does he feel he, this way about a girl who could be his granddaughter? He's not interested in the slutty Damani woman. He's interested in the one who had the defiant eyes that he's met before, but whatever. But she's changed so much by losing her SNI powers yeah she just looks unrecognizable (laughs) i mean she does have like later on kind of like a moment when she's thinking about how much she's changed and how she doesn't associate herself with her face yeah that's when she's like looking in the she's like in the town and she's getting catcalled and she's like oh my god i'm so pretty (laughs) and then (laughs) she looks in the store window or something and she's like I don't even look like myself. Yeah, she's like, wow, I think I'm prettier I'm so than I actually was when I was this age. Like, Yeah, hmm. it's like, wow, it's almost worth giving up my powers to look 10 to 15 years younger. <laughs> if only this is real life, you know? All right, we head over to a little side note where we have... Um, Tyrion High Lady Altima, who I believe was the one with the husband yeah. who she was trying to kill, and ran. I really like, only oh, caught on to this gonna hang out over when here. she started confessing her heart's desire. Yeah, <laughs> I got it immediately. <laughs> Not to brag, I know you did, Tay. <laughs> but Tay, Tay, I was sitting there going, I, I almost texted you <laughs> I'm to like, be like, who is, who is this lady? <laughs> I was like, I know we know her by the way it's being written, but also. Forget the exposition that we got in the first half. He yeah, can't like, why did we explain who this woman is? It's just randomly. <laughs> I too this was lady like, in. I don't remember who this chick is, but okay, we're just going with it. We also, so we have her going to see Morgays. Yeah, and she's talking about how like strong and, and awesome a- Morgays is. She's like, Morgays was great when I met her the one time. Morgays is a mar- amazing. Let me abuse my maid for a second. Morgays is amazing. <laughs> yeah, just like slaps her, and then she's like. Ugh. I guess I should be nice to her to keep up appearances. Like, okay, cool. She's oh like, God, word will spread you? that I was so nice. Like, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> and then we see Morgay's like get sent to bed. Slow down, slow down, Alex. I have to talk about misogyny and Taya has to talk about plot things that are happening. We <laughs> <laughs> can't just move on. Fill in the blanks here, friends. <laughs> so Altima? Altima? Altima. Altima. She is immediately like Morgay's walks into the room where she's been told to wait for Morgay's and she's like wow I am ugly and everyone is looking at Morgay's and looking at me and just thinking I'm so plain Maybe she and doesn't ugly need a husband. she just wants Morgay's and <laughs> everyone's gonna compare us and then she goes yet there were changes too vast changes Morgay's by the grace of the light queen of Andor defender of the realms protector of the people high seat of house Trakand so very reserved and stately and proper were a gown of shimmering white silk that showed enough bosom to shock a tavern maid in the mall. Ah, it so. clung to hip and thigh close enough to suit a Terraboner jade? Terraboner woman, yeah. A Terraboner jade. The rumors were clearly true. Morgays had had a lover, and for her to have altered so much, it was equally, cle- equally clear that she was trying to please this Gabriel, not make him please her. <laughs> and then it says that she radiated power and presence but that dress transformed both into something less. Oh, good. She is less of a person. When you dress like a slut, you are less than. Nice. Yeah, that that one got a red flag from me too. It is just dripping with. It's just, it's. It, I could write, I could spend the next two hours talking about everything that is wrong with that. Like the amount of detail that is wrong with that, but we're going to move on. I think the people should know that was not an okay paragraph. 
that was not okay. It, also, just like, just really quickly, if no matter how you dress, you do not lose power or presence. Yeah, dress however you want. I mean, wear whatever you want to wear. Like, it is very unfortunate, but like women in politics in the real world like yeah. I- yes okay so to society you can but like this implication that her power and presence was made less because of how she was dressing and not because of how she was being perceived like it very much put the onus on Morgays as like because she chose this outfit she had less power and not because she's being perceived in this way she's being perceived as having less power it's like Morgays could dress like this and like she's literally the queen of andor like if she wasn't being manipulated and assaulted by a man because that's what's happening here just real quick like she's being assaulted by this man she would still have power even if this woman walking in was like "Hmm, you clearly don't like it wouldn't impact her power yes in the real world this is a real thing where people will perceive yeah that's true but of course this is a fake world where we could have not had this (laughs) we could have literally not had any of this but we do (laughs) robert jordan picked up a pen and or got on a computer and or both sat down and said i want this in my fantasy world this is true. This is where I take issue with it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm getting too serious today. I'm going to say, making sure you were done. Snaps. It tastes like I agree. <laughs> I, snaps. <laughs> they talk about yeah. rant. Oh, they do have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of trying to be like, hey, I have info, but like, maybe get me a husband. So I'll give you the info. <laughs> and then Gabriel comes in. It seems like she she's wanting to like, stay here in Camlin and like find another man with wealth to like she's looking for a sugar daddy yeah yeah she I don't she really literally says why. um i well, can find a like wealthy husband, husband or one who thinks him. he is my protector if need be and use his power too and then gabriel's like <laughs> you're smart and i think you're interesting and also that's enough stop talking about that <laughs> yeah more gays go to bed and then she he we see like the compulsion. Yeah, and then Morgaze is sitting there being like, Wait, I think I want Gareth back. Yeah. She thinks But yeah, I don't know why Gareth. I want Gareth back. It's okay. It's okay. Gareth is swooning after a nineteen year old looking <laughs> <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> okay, so Gabriel comes in, sends Morgaze to bed, compels Altima Altima. How did you just say it? Altima. Altima. Altima to talk to him. To tell the truth of why she's there. She poisoned her husband, had to flee, wants to find a new wealthy husband, uses power to whatever. Um, And then, yeah, so then we see more gays in her bedchamber. And it seems like she is like just held under Gabriel Raven's spell or whatever. Like she's having these moments where she's like close to breaking it. She's like, yeah, she's like almost yeah. coming out of it, but it still holds. We've her. heard this before. I can't remember exactly who explained compulsion. I don't know if it was Mogadine or if it was some other time where they say like if compulsion has to be used specifically. So like it, and some it happened in the prologue. A strong where- will. Because Robin was judging how a Grandall, Grandall, yeah. thank you for saying her name, <laughs> Grandall, Grandall had com- had used the compulsion on the people with her mm-hmm. to the point that they were useless. Yeah, they and he was just like, "What a waste!" All her. this stuff, and so he kind of explains that to yeah. us. 
So also, if you have a strong enough will, you can fight it without like realizing you're can fighting it. Can I just it. say how much I hate that? You have to be strong enough. It feels very victim blamey. Like you have to be strong. Right. Like, you know, I, again, I'm I'm getting nitpicky at this part because and I'm going to say it again. I'm not having a great time in this one. Not a lot happened plot wise. And a, the start of these books are rough. Mm-hmm. They're really rough. I've sa- I said this in the last the last 300 pages. I'm like, wow. Things are happening. It's interesting. I see what people like this series. And then the first 300 pages are really rough. They're just misogyny, dripping in misogyny, dripping in misogyny with a tiny little bit of plot on the side. Yeah, I'm having a rough time. Again, it's another thing where it's like, oh, well, if you're strong enough, you can avoid it. It's like, okay, cool. I guess Margay's just sucks. I don't know. Like, or she's like almost strong enough, but not quite. So then we're going to get like, I think it's supposed to be like she is the strong enough version of this. Like that's basically how as much as you can fight it kind of thing. Right. Okay. And like the way he's using compulsion is like he's not using as much as Grandal is to like make sure she still like can function as a human. Yeah. So when she leaves his presence or when she's away from him for a little bit, she's like coming out of the fog kind of thing. Yeah. And then when she goes back to him, she's like, oh. Like, like it just like gets another wave kind of thing. It's sort of similar, I guess, to like the fork root thing where like Elaine could like feel it leaving, but then she gets dosed with it again and she's like a back to not being yeah, able to yeah, touch yeah, her power yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, we see him using compulsion on uh, Altima too, and she's just kind of spilling her story. And then we go over to Rand chilling with the Aiel clan chiefs. We see Morga- uh, Moraine is packing up all the like... Tirangriel and Sangriel and stuff into Kadir's wagons seems like a bad idea considering he's a dark friend, but she doesn't know that. And I Rand, feel like she would know that. <laughs> Rand okay. won't tell her for because Asmodian Serendi would be compromised for some reason. And then, because well, then they would think that Rand turned to the shadow. Like that's what he's worried about yeah but i and still then, don't like, know how that would mean that he, she would find out that asmodian is there because natiel was hanging out with yeah Kelly. but natiel could be like but that was why i started hanging out with ran more because i didn't realize they were dark friends and yeah. then i wanted out of I that mean, there's like definitely like, a way to get around it there's a lot of ways. <laughs> like that's I think just that's my issue with it is Rand's just like, I just can't tell Moraine. And I'm like, cool. I'm not surprised that you think that. I, I mean, definitely see the train here as to why he doesn't want to, but it would like, be convenient to like she's pa- putting a lot of like powerful things into a dark friend's like wagon. <laughs> I feel like maybe give her a hint. I don't know. <laughs> it like goes back to Rand never told her about Lanfear. So now he can't tell her about Asmodine because he got Asmodine from Lanfear and Lanfear has shielded Asmodine. So Asmodine's technically safe, but he can't explain that to Moraine because then he'd have to explain that he's been like low-key kind of working with without saying he's working with Lanfear. Yeah. At, like it would it would go too far back that there would be no way for her yeah, to no, trust I, him. But I, I don't know why that means he can't tell her about Kadir. I guess he's a dark friend. Because Because they were kind of linked. Yeah, Kadir traveled with them, so now all the people that he traveled with have yeah. to be dark friends, even though we've had like But like Pad and Fane was a dark friend. Multiple in yeah, like we've had multiple instances where that's not the case. Like Rand is jumping to a lot of conclusions and also I don't even think it's Rand. I think it's 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Robert Jordan like I just think it's like an easy way for him to not communicate with Moraine when we had the other excuse right there which is he doesn't like Moraine nor does he trust her nor does he want anything to do with her well that's all true but it's like he has to keep up his like appearance of being in the right but all, all i'm saying is like what what is stopping him from going hey my bard person also kind of like what's stopping name him from just, i like, can't remember because it's fake natil who's actually he's a dark friend natil thank you natil told me you know some things about the way they were traveling seems like they might be dark friends maureen you might want to check this out before you send them with a lot of very 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 sensitive things and that's it personally he could just like yeah. kill Kadir and be like he was a dark friend yeah he could also he that. Could lie okay. his way to telling the truth without he could also say hey i'll let you help me if you don't ask any questions about this yeah she i mean she's she, she begging him at one point yeah and he she swears to him to not mean to manipulate him and to like basically obey so, so why can't he now be like hey like i i totally get why he can't be like hey asmodian or asmodian, asmodian is, yeah. is a forsaken <laughs> yeah asmodian is a forsaken <laughs> i'm kind of hanging out with him no problem like i get i get that totally like that's that's got to k- keep a secret but i have no idea why he can't be like but that guy's bad news yeah that guy's bad mm-hmm. same with the i mean Asan- he's Asandra chick he's being like oh matt don't trust that guy. And like he's been saying it since the last book. So he's helping out his guy friends. Totally. He yeah. could say that to Maureen too. I also feel like Maureen would know. Like Maureen's not looking at this guy where no, Rand looked at him and was like, he's bad news. Maureen is not being like, oh, I'll trust this one to carry all this stuff. Like, no, Maureen's looking at that guy and being like 100% bad news. Like, there's no way. Maureen's looking but and she's seeing wagons. She's a woman. So she's just going to fill them. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to carry them. So right. she's she's true. a woman. She's not physically as smart. So how would you expect her to be mentally as smart? And as she's not she's strong like enough to carry so like, all these terangrials. So like she's got to have the wagon. She needs this a man with a wagon. The real question is why Lan doesn't see it because he's a man. <laughs> also true. Lan should see this. <laughs> Lan, what are you doing? All right, so Rand is meeting with the Aiel clan chiefs, and they're just, like, discussing how to bring the rest of the clans to follow him. He's got six of 12 right Rand now. Because Rand wants them to. Yeah. Six of 12, and he wants all of them because his... His plan is all of them. Yeah. His plan <laughs> is to, like, take them all over the dragon wall and use them as an army, basically. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and then Maureen, after the whole discussion with them, where he's talking to the clan chiefs, Moraine brings him one of the seals from the Dark One's prison. Yeah, and he kind of is like... Egwene is with them too, and like Rand is like... He literally tells them to just leave, or... They're like talking to him, and then he's like, ah, I can tell you're trying to manipulate me. (laughs) Yeah, this whole conversation is just old Rand. I don't really know what else. Rand is talking to Moraine, and he calls her little sister. Yeah, and that so, really that really tripped me up. I was like, "Excuse me, little boy, what did you just that, say?" That's a a thing coming from like where from he gets like the Ileana. Yeah, kind of mind. Like I'm imagining. I assume that's what the male Aes Sedai called the female Aes Sedai no, because they sucked. What I think there is. He's saying little sister because, like, this age's Aes Sedai are more weaker than, like, the Aes Sedai that were during the Age of Legends. So he's saying little sister because that's, like, a loose Theron thing that he would have said, I guess. Are you I'm okay? I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about Marissa at this point. We, we might need to get you some I, help. This, I don't know what to say. Like, 
I don't know. It, it just I don't think it's like they're weaker because they're women. It's weaker because no, like, no, no. This I get that. They've said that have... like a couple times. But also, how typical? How typical that the the age of the women is the weaker? Whatever. I'm done with it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We we can move on next yeah. to the part where he where Maureen says, "Eventually, I will leave you." And he goes, "Wow, you're manipulating me again." Even though she's clearly talking like, about don't the leave. fact that she's going to die. Yeah, like I, I miss that. Like she's like, I can't be here forever. She said says it a couple times in this section of 14 chapters that we read she basically says hey like i'm like might leave like I, I i can't be around forever like i need to help you now i'm assuming when she went into roidian she the future she saw was her death and she now knows that like there's a couple options of what might happen but if she doesn't manage to help rand before she dies like everything's screwed because she's really desperate in this section and rand once again i'm reading this like i took a break before i started this section because i was done with the misogyny of the previous sections and i was like i can't read this right now and then i started reading it and i was just like instantly annoyed because i was just like rand I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to see him as a good guy. Like, I'm really not sure how I'm supposed to look at how he's treating Egwene and Maureen in this section and think to myself, this is a good person that I want to root for. I don't care about him at all. Like, I don't like him at all. I don't care about him at all. I think he's arrogant. I think he's misogynistic i think he treats his friends with contempt and women with even more hatred and they put up with it for some reason because he's the chosen one <laughs> but not even that like it, i don't know like he like takes one look at more Egwene and he's like she's been spending time with Moraine I thought I could trust her I loved her once how dare she do this to me I'm like you don't even love her anymore like shut up like stop talking like what are you even upset about right now just women (laughs) (laughs) like I I just I don't know how I'm supposed to be like oh I root for this guy to win yeah I was never I feel like Rand was not like the most important character to me in when I was reading these books. Not that he's like not the most important character to the story because he's like literally like the chosen one. But I when I was reading, I don't remember being like, wow, he's the most important character that I read about. Like I was so much more interested in some of the other stuff that was going on. Rand was just like the one that we had to that was like the main person. I, I I wanted I there was definitely points in the later books where I was like I'm gonna skip to the storylines that I care about right now I don't really want to read this part right, I can this second t- Taylor is smiling but she's dying inside you said skip and she <laughs> melted and put on a smile to cover it I saw it I saw it in her eyes <laughs> just quietly crying sometimes I just wanted to know what was going on with Egwene <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will say so. Sorry, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm taking a lot of time away from our summary. So like we have Rand and Maureen talking, and Maureen essentially also says like, "What have I done? Like, what have you done without my help at this point? Tell me what you have done successfully." And he's like, "I took over here," and she's like, "Okay, and how did that go?" And she's kind of like throwing a lot of things back at him, and he, the entire time he's like, "I'm not manipulated." Like he's like going crazy in his head about it, and she is still mad at him for leaving Calendar. Calendar in tear, which like makes sense why she's upset about that. Like I, his whole symbol thing doesn't track. Like he was obviously afraid of the power, and that's why he left it. But like whatever, and he's just absolutely doing like he's just being rude to her to the point where Egwene's like, you could show her like a little bit of respect. She said your head is swollen. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, you know, everyone in the Isle, like all the Isle clans are going to follow me when I show them these dragons on my arms because they can't well deny did it. Work out and she's like, how did that work out for you in tear? They saw you holding the sword and like and people were, were still like against plotting you. against you. Yeah. And then he's like, well, exactly. That's why I don't want to like work with the like wetlanders essentially. And she's like, okay, but then they're all just going to unite against you like you have to do something about that and he's like i absolutely do not yeah he's like very 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 stressed (laughs) about being manipulated that's like his thing like he's like i will not be manipulated but i just feel like he's he's not been manipulated like yet to a point where i i actually would like him to point to one instance in which moraine successfully manipulated him yeah accepting help from someone who has you know knowledge and maybe knows things that you don't or just just accepting help from someone isn't being manipulated by them he also doesn't have to do what maureen says he can listen and hear her yeah so like the whole thing that where he he was like like, oh i learned from aline to like listen to people it's like no no you learn to listen to the men (laughs) yeah pretty much pretty much so this is yeah where we kind of see rand also going a little things are happening in his brain he's he's remembering names He's saying things he's never said. He thinks of Ileana, who was Luz Theron's wife. He's like, what the F is going on? The thing You're going mad, Rand. The thing that Moraine wanted to show Rand that she was like hesitant to do in front of Natale, the Gleeman, was one of the... She has another seal of the Dark One's prison that she like touches the edge with her blade and like a piece flakes off which should be impossible disintegrating basically which is bad news they're kind of she's like i don't even know how well these are holding him at this point if they're this fragile this like this material is supposed to be indestructible it it was i would be more concerned about it if it wasn't book five that is true we do have quite a bit more (laughs) it was a joke it's okay Um, yeah, and so in this whole section here, like Maureen saying that she will have to leave Rand eventually, so like they should go over his plan, over his plan, and Rand being like, haha, nice try, but also here's my plan. And <laughs> his to-do list is essentially end a war in, was it Car- Carian? Carian? And then start another war. Like he wants to, he wants to end all the wars that are happening in the wetland. I don't even know what to call the general area. Randland. Randland. (laughs) So that he can fight in the last battle with people. Yeah. Step one, end war. Step two, begin another war. (laughs) Step three, profit. (laughs) And then hopefully maybe die. Thanks. Bye, Rand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really feel like he's not going to die at this point. It's the most tragic thing that's happened in the story. (laughs) And then, so Rand is talking to Egwene, and during this, like, she's getting mad at him. Natil, like, like floats him a glass of wine, and he, like, gets mad at him for doing that, because he's like, you almost revealed yourself, and Natil's like, she would have just thought it was you. Like, I just, you looked thirsty. <laughs> then he, like, demands Asmodian to teach him more about the one power. Rand basically. is yeah. looking at Asmodian, <laughs> and he's like... I guess girls would think he's attractive. Like, I, I can't tell, though, because, like, I'm a dude, but, like... <laughs> yeah, I flagged that, too. I was like, all right. <laughs> he could be hot, but, like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> he might be hot, but well, also, I can't like, I can't I'm tell. super straight. <laughs> I like women. <laughs> I like women, like, a lot. I mean, I have three wives. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and this is where we have the whole like women we also and so men sorry. I, I just I had a thing. So he he's like we get a lot of exposition, and in that exposition, we have this section where Jordan's describing to us why Moraine can't teach him, and we have Asmodian here. Which is, again, we just had this section, but it's fine. And M- Moraine had others, and others had told them often enough that a bird cannot teach a fish to fly, nor a fish a bird to swim. I just want to point out there are fish that fly a little bit, and there are birds, birds that, that swim. swim. <laughs> and I just had that thought as this I was reading true. that section, and I was like, feel like, feel like I wasn't supposed to think of that while this I was reading flying fish. <laughs> And ducks swim. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, yeah, where we get this whole debate where Asmodian's like, no, like, duh, women are weaker in power. Like, have you ever met a stronger woman than a stronger man? Come on, Rand. It's not. Rand's like, wow. It's not a debate whether, like, men or women are stronger. It's are men stronger or are women, like, kind of equal? Like, it's not like women could have ever been the stronger. That just isn't even an option. Yeah, and he's like, well, then the whole thing comes up because of linking, which I don't know. Have I been missing this? No, that hasn't come up really. Okay, cool. Cool. We have this new (laughs) thing that just came up for the first time in book five. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) I'm having a great time. (laughs) Yeah, linking is a new thing that I don't think we have seen before. If not, it's been like briefly, but. And I almost think this is where it's supposed to be like, oh, but look, like this makes the playing field equal because like women can link, but men can't link unless there's a woman in the situation. But they can with us. Up to 13 of them can. Anyway, a small mercy. After that, they need men to make the circle larger. And heaven forbid that 14th woman. (laughs) And he goes, what Moraine believes to be true, she also believes women are equal to men, but like she doesn't know. And he goes, some women have stronger arms than men, but in general, it is the other way around. The same holds with the strength in the power and in about the same proportion. Rand nodded slowly. It did make a kind of sense. <laughs> okay, cool, Rand. <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, yeah, you know what? I knew that was fishy. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you're right. I controlled Elaine and Egwene all at one point uh, when I like pinched their butts and slammed them against the wall. And they were supposed to be the two, like two of the strongest women in the towers. So he he can just toss them around i want to see a fight between nynaeve and rand see who wins that i want to see a fan fiction fight of nynaeve and yeah so that nynaeve can win (laughs) there we go (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i want to see an actual fight between nynaeve and rand and not one written by robert jordan (laughs) (laughs) i want marissa to write it Yeah, there we go. Also, we just have this like random note that like Rand's Tavirinness is making like a bunch of the maidens of the spear like decide to get married. I don't even want to talk about how much I <laughs> threw up in my mouth when I read that. Like, oh, okay, love that. Cool. Uh, then we get a Matt POV and Matt is just singing and gambling and drinking and gambling and and thinking about and his memories. Gifting maidens necklaces and then sleeping with them. Yes. That was literally all I got from that section. Pretty much. Well, the necklace, and oh, he, he just does... doesn't realize that that actually means something. He's like, it's Do just a necklace. Like and she's like, like, jewelry. Yeah. Oh, like I accept because. And he's like, what does that mean? What do you think it means, Matt? <laughs> and and then and then he's like, "What do you mean?" She said something about like an agreement or like so- like something like that. And he's like, "I don't know what that means." And I'm like, "Maybe you should ask some more questions. <laughs> maybe maybe 
And then she's like, here, I'll whisper what we're going to do tonight. And then he's like, no, it's fine. It's All okay. right. That's okay. <laughs> At least in the sense they are not 30 to 40 years apart. <laughs> They're equal Listen, consenting adults. <laughs> she, is, she is about 10 years older than him. Like she is oh, an, boy. I she didn't is an she was that older, older woman. Yeah, it's, oh, it's but Matt like, can still pull. Also, I would say yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt pull. pulls. Matt That's also, one thing we've learned about Matt, he pulls. His uh <laughs> that he does. His luck comes out um in knife throwing, which they're doing right now. Yeah, but again, video. like uh, shocker. And he he blindfolded <laughs> hits a uh Wow target. When he blindfolds and there's more things left of chance, his luck gets better. Wow, we get how his luck works. Yay! He, I liked it. I was into that. He says like when... Oh, Melinda also is from the Shido. That's She just happens to be a Shido maiden who abandoned would, them. Who is the woman that Matt takes to bed. Yeah. As a lover. <laughs> but <laughs> Matt says you think I can't when like he's gonna be blindfolded to like throw the knife and they're like yeah right the mat that i know in real life this is his catchphrase is what you think i can't and then he'll yeah do whatever it is and so that made me laugh just for like personal reasons if anyone here is listening and knows (laughs) my mat you know (laughs) that (laughs) is something he says yeah, that tracks for a lot of mats I know too. Also, dare me? Got it. Yeah, like <laughs> double dog dare. <laughs> he um before he hangs out with Melinda too much, he sees Rand and he's calling his name and then he like pauses for a second and he calls him lose and Rand turns around and that's like that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he kind of wants to go home. He wants to go see if Perrin is alive, wants to go see his family and Rand's like it's fine, but also probably not cuz you're Taviran, or I'm Taviran, and you're gonna stick with me. And he tells him Kadir is bad because we haven't heard that enough. Yeah. And then Rand goes to bed, <laughs> <laughs> which is notably uh, located under the roof of the maidens, where no men are allowed, but Rand is. Yes, Rand is but like he's an not honorary like other maiden. No, because he's the son of a maiden. Well, so it like but he's. <laughs> I said he's, he's not, not like, like other, other men. <laughs> what he's not like. He's a good guy. Rand, as he's like, never kill a woman. (laughs) Walking up to his room, he's like internally complaining about how the maidens are like always mothering him, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's literally the college kid that comes back (laughs) from college, and his mom does his laundry. So (laughs) no, he's the college kid who moves in with a whole bunch of girls, and then he's like, "Stop mothering me!" But also, where's my jacket? (laughs) Um, But so it's it's like they have essentially adopted him. And I like to think that they adopted him like one would a puppy. And like, that's how they view him. <laughs> like, he's just like a little little puppy dog and not like this care of himself. powerful <laughs> man who's chosen Car-a-carn. to save everyone and also destroy them. I, that's just my, I've chosen to believe yeah. that like they see that, him actually. that way. I like that image. Yeah. I, I, I have a quick question, Tay. You're my uh, you're my go-to on information about this world. Cool. Where are they getting this dried cow dung? <laughs> I didn't realize they had cows. No, that that is uh, just yeah, in this mentioned this book. It's the first time that yeah, they've go. decided. Cool. They That's what I thought. So cool. I was like, okay, amazing. Where are you getting this? Was it not mentioned in book four that they had like, because they had the goats and stuff that like people were herding? Yeah, I the I'll do have 
livestock, but this is the first time this book is mentioned a couple times that they are using cow dung to light their fires. Like, that's what they're burning. I feel like Robert Jordan was like, I found out that this was a thing and <laughs> it would it. <laughs> make my medieval fantasy novel feel better. And Here's some cow poop. That'd be so gross. It's yeah. just, it also just like, I'm like, they haven't figured out anything else. I guess no. they don't no? really cool. have many trees. Like woods yeah, may no, be scarce. Trees. I'm picturing like the know. like shells from Stormlight <laughs> where they basically use like the, I can't remember exactly the what coins? they're called. No, like the, they like use like the egg, the shells from something to like burn. Oh. But I can't remember what plant thing it's from. Again, like you wrote a whole fantasy novel. Yeah. Like the, the chitin from. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I, I do. I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's I cannot head. think of the word. That's not the fantasy world that I'm currently focused on. Yeah. <laughs> Different fantasy <laughs> To pull world. that information from. <laughs> so Rand is in his room, yeah, complaining about the maidens bothering him. So Avienda comes in to give him and blankets. He's like, I was not expecting her. Also, so she's been gone for a couple days. She has a necklace on. And he and it's did. very bothersome to Rand. He did not give that to he her. He didn't give her the necklace. Who, who gave you that? And also. It's like, he's like, I don't know why I care about this. Well, because you like her. That's why. <laughs> Anyone can see it, Rand. <laughs> Avienda also gives him a belt buckle in the shape of a dragon, which if we remember, she had to melt down her weapons and give it to the wise one said six people she didn't like and six people she did like. She had to and make he's gifts. He's like, which one yeah. am I? Am I the people that you hate? <laughs> what do you and think, she's Rand? like, yes. And then later she's punishing herself for lying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was one of the ones she did like. Yeah, of course. yeah, because she's falling in love with him. Unfortunately, she's having a crisis. Really, about is it. that obvious? I and sadly, <laughs> over my head. <laughs> yes, and she she's brought up like Elaine again because when when Avienda has to think about her feelings for Rand like at all, she's like, "You you are Elaine's." Like, yeah, she feels like I can't love this person. She loves Elaine, or he's. For Elaine, basically. Yeah. And so and then Rand is just like, hey, like, I've kissed Elaine, but like I'm not married. Like I'm not locked down. And like he doesn't have he doesn't have time for him in any ways. And then just of course she does at this precise time. Isandra just walks in only wearing jewelry. Yes. At this point, her punishment for stealing. Do which... I like do I even need to say anything? Yeah. I think we know. Another naked <laughs> point. Her punishment for stealing the jewelry that Lanfear really, framed her for is really that she cool could only wear the jewelry. Really cool how often the punishment in this book and this series is women getting naked. Also, like, worth noting that in this instance, it's, like, the women that have put this punishment on another woman, which is, like, I don't even care. It's awesome. Robert Jordan <laughs> writing it. Like, at the end of the day, like, he's like, how do I punish this woman? Uh, make her naked. Nakey. Yeah. But then women so, are also just naked, like, all the time for all these other reasons. Like, and then on top of it, they also have to be naked for punishment. Like, there's, it's like they have no other thing to do, but. Always naked. Be naked. <laughs> uh, and then this is a point where Avienda's like, you're encouraging her, because I guess Rand has been like, don't punish her. And he's like, oh, I can't tell her what Asendra is, because then Asmodian will be discovered. Which makes sure. no sense. Uh, and we we find out that Isandre has been switched seven times for trying to sneak into Rand's bed. Yes. 
Asandra's job as the dark friend is to seduce Ram. So now are we thinking that she is trying to go for a romp like as a thank you for saving her because he stopped them from sending her to the dragon wall naked and with one again one bottle of water which wouldn't be enough to get there uh, or or to kill him because she's a dark friend. Probably all of the above. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Great options either way. Yeah. We, we get a nice little moment where he says, Once he had killed a woman, a woman who meant to kill him, but the memory still burned. He did not think he would ever be able to do it again, even with his life in the balance. A foolish thing with female forsaken likely seeking his blood or worse. But there it was. Rand would literally be so easy to kill. Any of us could just like walk up. Yeah, stab. like me, <laughs> you, and Taylor could just walk up maybe just for good measure one of us is naked to distract him probably the for the best and actually. just okay. be like hey i need a cloak like i'm naked and then I need help while he's <laughs> turned around to grab the cloak just stab him in the back yeah, yeah if if yeah. okay if one of us is naked one of us says help and then the other one just gets him like he doesn't <gasps> that's great he doesn't right? stand i fall down in the corner <laughs> and i'm like oh my god my ankle it hurts so bad and then alex is just standing there with a sword <laughs> so i'm naked and that's you know what i'll i'll do it i'll do it for the people would you would you <laughs> like to read it i, I volunteer it's fine <laughs> we can switch the roles around but yeah. i i felt like alex needed the sword because that is that is her dream no, in life yeah it might I be can, an arrow i might be a bow i could do a bow too that would probably be good from a distance i'm just saying as well. yeah although the sword it would be the easier to block an arrow because he could be like oh maybe it wasn't from a woman yeah but that's sword, true i'm like holding it he would have to know it's a woman so that he couldn't do anything but you me. you could literally be like I'm a woman. Obviously, I don't know how to use this when he kind of like gives Help you a me. look. <laughs> and then you can be like, I'm just holding it for you later. It would definitely and have to be a child's distracted. Bow, like, don't think that, that you can hold a, a grown up one. That's I not. I can't pull. <laughs> you don't have the arm strength because you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a girl. Yeah, yeah, obviously. As someone who has drawn a bow before, I can tell you I do have the arm strength. Just want to point that out. <laughs> so take that, boys. She can do it. Boom. <laughs> but an Eamon's field longbow. Oh, right. Oh, the two rivers longbows. Oh, I don't know if you can handle that. This is true. Anyway, All right. Rand so now is, we have... Rand's biggest weakness is he... He can't. If, if you look like a woman, he will not hurt you. True. All right. Egwene heads over to the naked tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, she's naked. Like, is is she not already naked, naked? And then she puts on a cloak and then she heads to the naked tent. So we actually have like two naked Egwene's here. Yeah, she's already naked when the guy shine comes in and she's all annoyed because she's like, why would you open my tent door? It was warm in here and now it's cold. She, okay, the, the guy shan. Guy shine. Guy shine. Egwene, they're walking over to the tent or whatever, like asks her her name and she only says, is it Cowind? Cowind? Uh, Cowinda. Co- Cowinda. I was just calling her Cowind. <laughs> In my a cow wind. That's fine. That's So that's fine. Like she only says like her first that's name, not- and Egwene's like, "That's not what Aiel say." So they've been calling what happens to some of the Aiel when they have heard the truth about the Aiel history. They're calling it the bleakness, and mm-hmm. so like people pretty much go into just like a numb, depressive state. And it is seeming that some of the Gaishan are just staying on as Gaishan like forever rather than the Mm -hmm. year and one day that they are supposed to like for their honor so that seems to be what's happening to this girl here cow wind cow wind (laughs) she's 
<laughs> She's going to stay a Gaishan forever. Anyway, so it's just a tidbit. Continue. Egwene heads in to the naked tent and Maureen is trying to convince the wise ones that like crossing the dragon wall with Rand is not a good idea. Egwene sees like that Avienda has been switched, which she volunteered to do as punishment for lying to Rand. Um, and then we notice also that uh, Egwene has begun learning how to enter people's dreams. Oh, and yeah, we've got the whole thing where Amis asks Egwene if she thinks Rand will let Avienda sleep in his room, which Avienda's already stayed in his room while he's sleeping. So what the difference being that she would fall asleep in his room? Avienda mm-hmm. just doesn't want to do it because of her crush, but Egwene is scandalized. She's like, they cannot make you stay in a room with a man. Like, like, nope, that is not okay. Big problem. Navienda's like, I've slept like in camps next to men. Like, it's just, it's nothing. It's, it doesn't, it's not a sexual thing. It's just, you're sleeping in the same room. She just doesn't want to do it because she's feeling a certain type of way about mm-hmm. Rand at this point and doesn't want to like betray Elaine. Yeah. Which obviously, if she slept in the room with him, she would have no self control kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Egwene like holds on to this for like the rest of the section. She's like, I, I got to help. Avienda, like she's scared of Rand. She doesn't want to be around him. Like she she's reading it all wrong. Yeah, which is I feel like Egwene would like notice. <laughs> she saw like when Elaine was like, Oh, I love Rand. I feel like she'd be like, maybe she has feelings for him. Well, like, Elaine was also saying, Hey, Egwene, if you don't marry this man, I'm literally gonna take him from you. <laughs> if you kick him to the curb, let me take him. <laughs> and you'll be so stupid for doing that, because look at him. He's got red hair and he's tall (laughs) (laughs) and he's gonna go crazy one day (laughs) i love that for me (laughs) amis also wants Egwene to practice finding people's dreams like specific people's dreams not just teleranriod and she like says she's gonna go sleep apart from everyone else but like not too far and expects Egwene to come find her in her dream. Egwene's learning a lot of stuff here. A lot of dream things. That's kind of fun. Good. That's the whole reason she went. Some lessons. (laughs) That is true. I'm glad it's worthwhile. She just wants to learn. (laughs) Also, there's a a note or a point where Avienda asks Egwene whether Rand might accept a sister wife. Can you say foreshadowing? (laughs) It's it's not. It's it's just plot at this point. This is... (laughs) To call this foreshadowing is it's like too heavy handed. <laughs> yeah. And their punishment is they both gotta run fifty laps around the camp naked in the cold. Be- because Egwene didn't get to the tent fast enough when she was summoned. Yeah. And because Avienda like forgot to have tea ready and waiting for when they asked ready. for it. Yeah. So do the naked mile fifty times in the freezing cold together thank you but also you're still not as strong as in the middle of the night imagine just having to like run 50 laps in the middle of the night in the cold while naked like i mean they they just chit chat about rand and elaine's relationship as they go like i suppose at least it wouldn't feel as cold because at least you're running but like running barefoot on like still dirt that's frozen that's not gonna feel good the the nips aren't gonna be feeling good that's oh gosh (laughs) <laughs> oh that's so true like, this is oh, not going to be a comfortable r- I w- running no, naked does not sound not. pleasant 
comfy, enjoyable. Just like being outside naked doesn't sound comfortable. No. Definitely not and, running. And it is a punishment. So there you go. Once again, naked punishments. Back to <laughs> Rosa has nothing to say about this. I She's like I don't even know what to say because I've already said it. I'm just like a broken record. Like <laughs> once again, Jordan had a kink about punishing women naked. I don't know. Like this is a lot of naked women being punished. Correct. Yes. It's weird. We could do without without the nakedness, that's for sure. All right, so Rand is woken up by the sensation of shadow spawn nearby. So this has happened before. I don't like Rand is the only one that's able to sense dark things around him. Like he is he's so always sensing something in the night. He's always just like, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Who's there? <laughs> He he slays some dark hounds with balefire, including the ones that went after Matt. Well, he tries um, to kill three with his sword, and they just like JK reform. So then he kills them with balefire. Dark hounds can only be killed with balefire. That's the only. And Moraine sees and... him kill the first three with balefire, and she's like, "Oh my god! Like we got to talk about that. You <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't do that. Using that." <laughs> She is stressed about the balefire. <laughs> and he just runs uh, she away. She attempts to heal. Yeah, she she attempts to heal Matt. And this is where we discover that Matt's foxhead medallion thing that he required was his way to be free from Aes Sedai because they cannot use the power on him while he's wearing it. She's trying um, to heal him because he got slobbered on by a dark hound and their slobber just again, like erodes. Is acidic? First, yeah. It's like first time we've heard this yes yeah because we faced we dark hounds seen... and we knew we faced them before we knew that they would like we chase you, hunt you down was there <laughs> and she decided at this point in time the knowledge was worth sharing she she this. also used AKA... balefire to kill those dark hounds yeah no that, that's the only way to kill yeah dark hounds. no so i don't get this whole section what why did suddenly balefire start to like erase their so, weaves in the wheels pattern i mean it has always been forbidden like maureen's mentioned that it was forbidden she didn't explain that to perrin when it happened i mean probably because perrin didn't want to listen <laughs> but basically balefire like removes something from the yeah no the I, pattern. I, I get what Jordan wrote and why she's stressed about Rand using it sure I don't know I'm very disenchanted with this whole section like I don't really this feels out of nowhere again like the bail it's like oh it's gonna remove the thread from the pattern okay I like the why are we getting this in book five the times we've seen balefire because we've been seeing it at least since the dragon reborn rand uses balefire at one point he doesn't know what it is yeah he uses it against the dark hounds and we don't know obviously he just yeah she used nynaeve does it without knowing what it is she used it and she killed Bilal with it no Bilal oh yes Mm -hmm. is who i was thinking and dark hounds originally and dark hounds but yeah like and then we also had the black Aja. in the last book just being like bellfire bellfire yeah right they had the, she the used it for girl. so long like that had to mess stuff up based on this information so, so also like, like the the lore of balefire like you're already sensing that it's like a little bit like i'm not sure if this is all laid out properly i've noticed things in like when i read it i could have just been reading it really quickly or likely it's just been like kind of ambiguous sometimes where like there's a rule about balefire but then it like doesn't apply here because it also yeah. like matt at this point like doesn't remember that the dark hounds 
attack yeah. him, right? Well, also the hole in the door is gone because he removed the dog. So then it removed everything that the dog did. Yes. Like, Matt, Matt remembers it biting through the door, but like there's no hole. But no, I just, Bilal. I call bull and drooling on him. And then. Okay. So he does remember, but also like. Yeah, he Bilal can't forget. Was bail fired, right? So like that- everything he's done ever. But like it's also not everything. And she's like, oh, like it's like their last little. It- it's just a little confusing. It no, doesn't- it's not confusing. It's <laughs> sudden and retconned. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, Alex, you just don't get it. <laughs> no, I just think like it comes up later, and it's and I was always confused. I'm like, I don't think that this has happened before. It's but not. Okay. It's not confusing in the sense that like. I'm not saying you shouldn't be confused. You should be confused. It's confusing <laughs> because at this point of writing, I don't think Robert Jordan had it figured out and he retconned it. This is 100%. I will die on this hill. He retconned this. Balefire did not do this in the previous book. So, no, well, it's never explained, that's for sure. The previous times we've seen it, I have just like assumed from seeing it that it was just like it's this white beam, almost like a light fire like using like the sun kind of power yeah um and that it's just like so strong that it like destroys past what you're aiming at like we see it like take down walls and stuff like that like i just assumed it was just like an overpowered fire yeah exactly sun beam laser not that it was erasing things through time and space and pattern exactly because and i will die on this hill i really think up until this book that's all it was and then this book came around and he was like, it would be really cool if it like erased them from the pattern because I can work with that later. So are you saying that like, and this is not me fighting that that was retconned at all, but like in a long book series, when is the proper time to bring that up, right? Like, I'm I- not, I'm not so much upset that he wanted something to have this power. I'm more like, why couldn't you have just made it something new? Instead of like something we already have? Yeah, we already had Balefire. Like you this could have been a new thing. Right. And yeah, I know that we had this whole thing about like the Dark Hounds like only being removed through Balefire, but like if there's something more powerful than that, that's like extremely not okay to use. Because we've already seen people use it. Yeah, we've already of- seen like, I just don't, it just, it feels patched together. It is also at something this point. that. I'm not so much upset that he's like bringing in these new elements of the world. Like I can forgive the oath thing, even though I'm like, I feel like that might have come up, but whatever, that's fine. This one, I'm like, you you had this designed. Like I got used to what this thing was. And then you you told me, but there's more. And it just, it's <laughs> like, <there's> <laughs> it doesn't always have to be there's more. Like it could have just been there's something new. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, I don't really get because the point. Because it is something that we see. So like Maureen uses it. Rand figures out the weave by himself, just randomly does it. So does Nynaeve, which yeah. I know shows that they're really powerful. But if it's something that's like forbidden and like Maureen like shouldn't even know it, people are just like popping up like, oh, I know how to use Balefire. Yeah. And I so guess it's supposed to show how powerful they are, but it does kind of it, like. Like that's that's know. more my issue. It's a good question, though. Like, like I, I don't want to sound like I'm like, he can't change anything. Like, I get it. It is a 14 book series. There's going to be things that have to be like finessed. It's just it's. It's weird the things he's finessing. Like, why retcon this? Mm-hmm. It feels weird. You could have added in this whole other thing. And I think that's that's more where I'm like, I I just 
okay, you're making me like, dis- it makes me personally as a reader disengage with the world when you start changing things halfway through that have already that have already been introduced. You have an infinite world. You are allowed to introduce new things. Like I actually really would have loved the idea that Rand was like, my sword's not working. I kind of panicked. Ooh, this feels right. This like random thing happened and Maureen's like, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, buddy. Like, do not. You need to like, like that might need to come up occasionally and I get why you might have to use it but like you need to know what that does and that would have had like way more of an impact I feel like okay. than her being like Balefire well this thing that we've already established I've used multiple times and other people have used without seemingly like large consequences suddenly has large consequences right. it's like okay it just feels like he's gonna like change something else really on the whim and I'm gonna be like Kate well I can't stay engaged in a world where things like I can't prep myself for what's coming either like if things are just gonna change if they're just gonna change I don't know if that makes sense like I I really don't want to sound like I'm like he can't change anything but there was a lot in the section that just didn't feel like it needed to be changed the power the oath this like why change it now I think maybe just like some little thing to remember is like not forgiving him Jordan's made plenty of mistakes but that this series kept getting extended beyond what he thought it would so like he he maybe had plans and then was like oh I have to come up with three more books uh Kate well this is what I have and like but I guess that's where it's like pretty clear that yeah like yeah but like you have this like super cool cool like i was thinking about this today i was like why do people read this because of the super cool world and adding things to the super cool world makes it more intricate and forbidden knowledge who doesn't love that that's amazing (laughs) like i'm i'm fine with him adding stuff because he had to and i was expecting it like you expect it with a 14 book series that was originally thought to be a trilogy that was originally signed to be six books or whatever the heck happened there but yeah i don't know why change things you already established yeah Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We hear you. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted we to hear. We hear you. We see you. <laughs> yeah, we've got Matt here opening the door with slobber on his arm. He's naked with the girl. Naked Matt. Na- yeah. Matt's the only one that has Matt ever is naked. Literally in the, the only one. <laughs> the one man we've seen naked and, and like not as a punishment. Like he's no. always naked also, like there a, is, in you front notice, of a woman. Though, when we see him naked, <laughs> that's true. There is no description. <laughs> no. Oh, we yeah. Don't get a description. We don't get we to don't, hear about gosh, anything. This is a male author. We can't. Yeah, we we <laughs> no. don't get any description about his his bum. We don't get any description <laughs> about his strong legs. Forget the we don't bosom. Get any Give me the about buttocks. How nice and creamy his skin is, or anything like that. <laughs> Where's Matt's we, bosom? <laughs> Where his chiseled abs jokingly we don't get anything about yeah where are his chisel like we we don't get the (laughs) no they're definitely not being treated in the same way although we will have to say i don't know the tally on the girls but this has been two naked men (laughs) (laughs) the tally of the girls has gone beyond our charts it is yeah we don't even have a count anymore i will uh in the show they have in the first episode actually naked lan i know you told me before (laughs) and i can't remember if it was in an article that i read where someone was like asking about like before they watched the first episode about because like there's a lot of naked girls in this so they were like what's the plan for this kind of scenario and he was like well actually like the showrunner was actually uh you see some naked land in the first episode and so that was just kind of funny <laughs> all right so this is where we get rans being really stubborn with maureen about the bail fire situation and then she finally is like gives an oath to obey him 
basically. And Rand. Yeah. Well, he actually says, it's hard to trust you, Moraine. You have handled me like a puppet, made me dance the way you want from the day we met. I would like one example. Thank you. She told you you had to leave the town you lived in because you were getting attacked. Then you you proceeded to not listen to her ever. Sorry. She took Tam you to the eye of the world. Because he's not your father. But Tam told him to leave. He wasn't really... He didn't sound like he was going to go. And then he was like, she manipulated me. I'm like, why... I was there. Yeah, I, I remember like, differently. Oh, like what? When she saved your dad's life and then didn't ask for anything in return? Yeah. And he was like, I will give you anything you want. Anything ever. And she's and like, she I don't need like, that. And he's like, I will give you anything you want. Anything ever. And she's like, I don't need that. And then he's like, I will give you anything you want. Anything <laughs> ever. And he, she's like, okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> and she was like, oh, hey, like, just so you like, these Trollocs were after you. And then they're going to keep coming. Like, if you want to protect yeah, they your were town. after you, your friend, and your other friend who you never talked to. Like, we should probably run and I'll help you. And he was like, like GTFO. shady, shady lady. Don't trust. Yeah. I guess, he- like, and then taking but- him to the eye of the world and, like, giving him the dragon banner that he also kind of secretly wanted and giving him new clothes. Like, are what these part? I actually, manipulations? Like, again, what part was manipulation? Uh, the I new clothes really, really I mean, fired him up. And she's like, it has been with- more like wrestling with a bear than pulling strings on a puppet. And then she's like, I will take an oath. And Lan is like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, like, Lan, is, Lan is like, I have no idea. And Lan, Rand is like, I like Lan. Why does Lan seem so upset? Because you disrespected like the woman. He's like bonded. He's like bonded to. He calls him out too. Like Rand makes a comment about like asking if he can borrow Matt's medallion so that she can't do anything. And Lan is like, I thought you had become a man. Is this how a man behaves? You act like an arrogant boy. It's like, well, he is. (laughs) Someone had to say it. Thank you, Lan. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. And, and then... Yeah, I will say... I more will say, Lan. If Lan and Nynaeve could get back in the same room, this book is totally redeemable. <laughs> this book is... Give me Lan and Nynaeve. They were so close. And then I got descriptions of min- moonlight moonlit walks that I didn't get to go on with them. <laughs> you wanted to be put in that action. And Come from on. that moment on, I've been in a bad mood. <laughs> More Lan. What would their name like? Lenive? No, they're just Lan and Nynaeve. They are (laughs) equals. They are partners, and they belong together. And he bet if he ruins it for them, you are never going to get me to shut up about it. (laughs) We find out. Yeah, don't do this to me, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. So they apologize to each other, and then. Maureen is like pleading, like, let me help you. She gives the oath. And then this is where we get the explanation that Balefire is actually super bad. Don't use it. It erases things before the moment of their destruction. Like, so once they're destroyed, it erases like the actions of them before, but no real like time limit on that. And apparently even the Forsaken appeared to use it, which I like to differ. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And at some points, like it does even, I feel like erase the memory of them at certain points in the book too, I feel like. Because is is Matt here not like confused at what happened i feel like he looks at the slobber and he like doesn't remember getting hurt i thought but maybe maybe i'm misremembering. no he's like the thing was biting through the wall or through the door and like it slobbered all over my arm and like now it's itching and burning but he's like it's just an itch like i don't know why she's being so dramatic about it and it ends up because rand used the bale fire on it on the dark hound and removed it 
from existence a couple seconds before that only one drop of the saliva ended up on Matt actually so like that's yeah, why he didn't actually, just like die like, shouldn't the the whole reason been taken away with the bail fire this is what I'm talking about that, no what, well, the bail fire took away the amount that like he was slobbered all over his arm and it took away back to where only the first drop hit him only the memories remain for those who saw or experienced it only what it did before is real now a few tooth holes in the door and one drop of saliva on Matt's arm. I'm just saying, like, if it removes things from the moment of their destruction, like, it probably should have removed every okay. drop of saliva. I, like, oh, so oh, it's only a couple oh, seconds? Oh, like, what? Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, yeah, like, it's, like, a, only a certain, like, I guess, however the bale fire is used, how much power is behind it erases further back or not. Oh, okay. I see. I guess that makes and I'm just sense? thinking about things when it comes up later, and I'm like pointing this out. <laughs> Balefire will come back into the story. I Marissa's this is gonna be happy later. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa's gonna have another rant. I could also be confused, but the power of it that that okay that does make it a little bit more clear, I guess. So Rand isn't like as powerful because like it was only just like a little bit of Balefire. <laughs> yeah, but like if Egwene had done it, like there would have been like. 10 drops on Matt's arm. Right. Because she is not as strong. Classic. He, Rand goes and checks on Asmodian. Um, They couldn't get in his room. But they did leave. They were there and like left paw prints on the ground that Rand erases, like channels the earth and flattens it out so that no one realizes that the Dark Hounds went to where Natil is staying and be like right. why did they go there i mean yeah okay what well i was just like why would they go to matt but i guess matt's tavirant yeah so. matt's tavirant which honestly like when yeah, so they could have been like natil like rand might have been with natil yeah when rand runs away like when Moraine's like oh usually there are more packs and like bigger packs and he's like bigger packs and runs off i thought he was going straight to as as asmodian asmodian <laughs> I thought he was going straight to Asmodian and like completely forgot that Matt was. Yeah, of I thought he was substance. going to Avienda. Aw, no. Cute. <laughs> no, it's never what I want. <laughs> nope. I'm kidding. Couldn't, couldn't be. This is where Lanfear comes to hang and Rand calls her Murin and speaks with Luz Theron's words. Dun, dun, dun. And she's like, I still love Lampier. you. And Rand's like, we are never getting back together. Like ever. <laughs> like ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we can't <laughs> sing that. That's copyrighted. <laughs> Sorry, I take that out. <laughs> she didn't sing it well enough for it to be copyrighted. It's fine. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I think the, the the Taylor Swift estate might disagree. <laughs> uh. Lanfear claims that Ravin sent the Dark Hounds and that he's taking control of Camelin. We know this. Rand pretends not to care. He does think for a um, second, like, ah, uh, sorry that I'm not going to go save your mom, Elaine, but like, I'm not. So moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Love the ya. briefest thought. And Lanfear also is asking about the Angriel. Or does she see them? She sees them. She sees he's, them. Because he just like opens up the wall where he's hiding them and like looks at them. And then closes the wall again and she's standing there. She's like, what's that? Like you have one each. Like, are you are you maybe gonna you do my plan? I need. Are you thinking about it? You're maybe gonna it's not that bad of an idea, is it, Rand? And she she comments on how he's worded his dreams and offers to like scare off the wise ones from looking at his because he's 
that's what his reason is for warding them. He's like, oh, I, I've blocked everyone from them because like people keep sneaking in and looking. She's like, I'll, I I'll don't scare want you them. To see like my sex dreams. Yeah, actually, legit. <laughs> like they, <laughs> that's that's what she thinks, and he's like, he like thinks that she thinks he's hiding dreams of other women from her. And she's also watching Egwene's dreams. And she's like, yeah, she's been dreaming about Galad and Gowan. And it is Ooh, saucy. Together? Just so you <laughs> know. It apart, but... <gasps> Couldn't be together, of course. And then is this to the same night or the next night that the Shido decide to move and prompt Rand to break up camp? I think it's the same night. That's at the end of the chapter. Isn't it's it? Yeah. They like are interrupted by one of the maidens coming and like knocking on the door. And Lanfear's like, I love you. You're my I'm your only hope. And like Yes, I love you. Disappears. And then yeah, there's a a maiden who's like, Hey, the the chiefs are beaten. You're wanted. <laughs> and then yeah, that's we where we have hear. a little Egwene POV where she's like watching the prep to leave Roydeon and Rand makes the fountains in the city run again he's, for funsies. He's also planning for Ogier to come and like rebuild Rodion. And he's like, you got to let them oh, just like do their work. Like it'll be good if you just like let them. And Egwene is still stressed about Avienda. Be stressed. And then we've got Maureen just thinking things over about what she saw inside the and rings. The fact that she's going to die. And the choices she must still make. Yeah, so... Are you, do you think she's going to die? Yeah, yeah, I'm still on the Moraine's going to die train. Marissa's been saying this right. for a while now, but yeah. this this section, it seemed very clear to me that when she's gone through, they call it like the the winnowings for the Aiel version of the test. And rather than seeing your fears, you see all your possible futures and you don't remember, oh you don't remember all of it, but like kind of gain a sense of what will happen in your life and do you mm -hmm. think avienda was just married to rand and all of hers oh she did That's why she's so mad she did come back like immediately mad at him maybe she saw him with whoever the third wife is gonna be and men and yes yeah, probably men I completely forgot about her for a minute um <laughs> right men <laughs> And was like, oh, he's going to be unfaithful to Elaine. And that's why she's been so on him about Elaine. Anyways, so Moraine has seen all of her possible futures. And it's giving like Avengers Endgame or Infinity War or whatever when Doctor Strange. I'm going to just really quickly stop you there. Okay. I have not seen it. I know I'm behind. <laughs> Marissa. Whatever you are about it's to been say, years. I would prefer you don't say. I know, I know exactly what you're thinking about. Okay. Though, Tay. That, that's, yeah. It's been years. I need more time. <laughs> it's not like through all the avenger movies but i watched i it's got not like it's like an effort to read through it you just have to watch a movie <laughs> <laughs> i think we have different there's opinions a lot of opinions on what takes effort <laughs> so i think it's not effort to have to read through the book i the movies they required effort <laughs> okay Movies are not always super easy for me, and that's a strange thing to say. I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> no, I've heard I've heard that sometimes they are hard to sit through. Fine, I won't say what I was going to say. Scratch it from your mind. I, I I know a little bit of the the gist of it, just having been so long, so I understand kind of what you're getting at there. This is but, also but similar. 
the exact example I would prefer if you kept just <laughs> in your Taylor heart. I will. This is also a similar to like when they went through the portal stones and like kind of saw flip through all their futures. Like Matt really hated that. Varon saw them. Yeah. So essentially, I think that Moraine's seen all the ways that this can kind of play out and she knows that she's going to have to die in order for either that things to happen. or she's realized that the other she's half of it is, is that if he doesn't take her advice she's going to have to sacrifice herself and so she's getting a little bit more desperate in this moment to be like please listen to me and he's gonna be like nah it's okay and then she's gonna die like her only chance of survival is him listening to her yeah and then he's he's gonna be like oh my god I could have saved her and then that's gonna be all a book eight nine and ten imagine your life writing on the fact of rand listening to you and you're a woman yeah right (laughs) oh my god (laughs) name a more stressful scenario i dare you (laughs) so but also so like she describes it here as a spoonful of hope and a cup of despair is kind of like the gist of she saw you need to not sing songs we do not have the copyright for <laughs> what's that from mary poppins yes I, sugar. you can only sing our opening song it's the only one okay yes. <laughs> yeah. <Hum> the tune <laughs> <laughs> we can get in trouble <laughs> i haven't seen that movie in so long so <laughs> that's random. such an aside i can't so okay so i'm, I'm can't gonna go stop you way. I've never seen Mary Poppins, so please don't spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) I am being serious. I've never seen that movie. It's been years, Spoiler, there's a song called Spoonful of Sugar. I did actually know that. Okay, continue. There's a spoonful of hope and a cup of despair. There we go. And Lan is like, I don't like seeing you like this. She's like, like what? And he's like, worried? I don't like the worry. I've never seen you worried in all the years that I've known you. It's freaking me out. If you could stop, that'd be great. And she kind of reaffirms a little bit through the section that he's going to be taken care of after she's gone, which again is we we know is naive. And she gets very, you know, Aesidai about giving him a blanket answer and she definitely immediately tries to deflect onto something else so she doesn't have to talk what she's worried about and then we also because she's a woman she's obviously thought of sharing Rand's bed with him and she was told in the rings that that would end in a disaster well so she's not going to sleep with the man to get him to listen to her she says that she had never considered it the idea shocked her but in the rings, it was something that she would or could right, have considered yes. in the future. Yeah. So, like, it, the way things were going, it might have come to that. And then it would have been end of the world, apparently, if random Moraine bumped uglies. <laughs> yeah. And then Lan is Lan is pretty upset that she's giving up her pride a little bit here. Like, he wants her to stay, like, basically to not fold to Rand. And I just have to feel for Marine because is she not in the hardest spot in the world where Rand is like I will not trust you unless you essentially lick my like literally wash my feet with your hair and Lan is going like you're degrading yourself and you deserve better and she's like like what else is she really supposed like she's been given no other opportunity Mm -hmm. this is the only option right now he left his family farm at the behest of his father and for the safety of everyone and he said Moraine made me dance like a puppet and she's been living with that ever since I feel like so yeah anyway. 
feel bad Lan, for Maureen. Lan does say, like, is the end coming to Maureen? And she gave a start and immediately wished she had not. The man never missed anything. Yeah. So that also, yeah. bad sign. She's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it seems, it seems spelled book, out. This book. It seems... I think well I thought the last book I did say I don't think she's gonna last longer than the sixth one so she's out at six for sure in my head I will I'll be if she appears like real and alive in the seventh book I will be shocked I the way it's getting hinted at more strongly now I really think it very well could be this book it does I yeah it feels very end of the near. line here for yeah end of I the line for Maureen feel like a trend throughout these books are that like things do get wrapped up pretty much like, like at the, the end the, of that book yeah the bits that we're seeing in that book kind of comes to a close so yeah. us seeing this much worry about Maureen is concerning so I think you're gonna get your first character death I don't want it to be Maureen it's not the person you want it (laughs) it's like it's so funny because when we rate everyone it's like consistently Maureen and Nynaeve that are like saving everyone else in the story gotta lose one of the my only note for Maureen this entire time has been that I want more Maureen like she's just not like in it enough I I want more of her so for her to be wiped out she's gonna be gone it's not looking good no All right, then we switch and get a Nynaeve POV and which has been traveling i was like thinking about you marissa i was it took to chapter mm-hmm. eight for us to get our first glimpse of nynaeve and i was like mm-hmm. is she okay it, is marissa holding up making it this far into the book without any nynaeve struggling it was, I was struggling and i was having a bad time yeah I also and then I saw Nynaeve's name and I was like, this is better. Nice. <laughs> I do have to tell you that today I was reading and I had a realization that I have been like somewhere along the way, Nynaeve in my mind, is she looks like you, Marissa. <laughs> I I am picturing <laughs> you as Nynaeve. The highest compliment. <laughs> like, I love it. Like I was just reading it today and I was like, I am fully seeing Marissa in my head. Like, oh, I, I love this. <laughs> just had to let you know. She's so great. Thank you. That's that so made cute. my day. <laughs> so Elaine and Nynaeve cross the border into Amadicia, disguised as dye merchants. They get questioned by white cloaks. Oh, you're going to, you are trying so hard, my dear, to skip past the part where Tom and Elaine are cuddling. Oh, no, please do tell because I don't have it in the notes that I had here. So, So yeah, give me, set the scene. I know. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Set the scene. So we're on a cart. Like it's like a, it's like a wagon, like a not nice wagon either. It's kind of implied, right? Like they're, you know, it's not, not a nice coach or anything like that. Like there's a bed of cargo and a seat for them to ride yeah. on. Yeah. And Nynaeve is like struggling to stand up and like not land on her butt and look elegant while doing it because she's supposed to be Aes Sedai but also not. And yeah, she meant to slide into the wooden driver's seat between Tom and Elaine but the golden haired girl was pressed tightly against Tom her own strong <laughs> straw hat hanging on her back. She was clutching the white mustached old fool's arm as if it was as if afraid of falling off tight mouth Nynaeve had to settle for Elaine's other side and then she tugs on her hair because it's like what she does (laughs) (laughs) obviously and you know she's basically like the girl used to be sensible and like now Elaine is not being very sensible and then we have Nynaeve being like put on your hat like you're 
you are fair and you're going to get sunburned and I'm worried about melanoma and I'm worried about you and Nynaeve, I'm sure it didn't come out very nice, but like, and then Elaine just ignores her. Also, like your royalty, like maybe like put a little bit of effort into your disguise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then she goes, like Elaine ignores her and she goes, you drive so wonderfully, Elaine gushed. Tom drew back on the reins pulling like, and then she's like, you were in control every minute and it is i was red flag first off just red red dark (laughs) red flag why i i thought this whole situation got like kind of wrapped up in the last book when so did i i was not ready for this. tom and elaine had their little confrontation of whatever that was oh no i i wasn't prepared (laughs) to just okay so for the record i don't think i said anything about it in the last book but like i know both me and tay were like this is uncomfy oh yeah but like obviously obvious obviously jordan is not gonna go there obviously it's just a little bit weird Obviously, I'm stupid, and I did not call this out because I actually really didn't think he was... I think I might have even said it. Maybe I didn't, but I I feel like I thought at least because I don't think he's going to go there, he's going to go there. And guess what? He's going there. Like, full throttle, (laughs) pedal to the metal. We are rushing down the Tom and Elaine Highway, and I would like the nearest exit, please. (laughs) Let's get off. Get me, yeah, yeah. These one out. If if you had asked me if I ever thought that these two characters would have on your bingo card any relatively romantic ish, sexual ish encounters, like (laughs) absolutely not. Elaine and Tom. Well, here we are. Your bingo card, Taylor. Where we got new possibilities. I don't (laughs) want to. I don't want. to open myself yeah. to this whatever this is it gets worse as it goes because i i was like okay well maybe that's just gonna be just, <laughs> maybe this is where we stop this is where we stop please i it's enough I, slices <laughs> it is enough slices that's enough. It, it's enough slices i yeah anyway and then they run into the white cloaks and then there's a whole bunch of exposition disguised as dialogue <laughs> In which we just reaffirm everything that happened in the last book and also get a little bit more detail about like why they're out on the road and like stuff like that. And at the end, you know, Nynaeve is handling this well, in my opinion. I mean, it's Nynaeve's POV also. So like, of course, she thinks she's handling it well. But the White Cloaks are like going to let them pass. She's like, I've got these dyes. Like, if you want me to open them up, just let me know. I just like they will get unsealed, though, and I don't want all the dirt in them. And she's like, She's got a good story going on here. And then Elaine takes offense to the fact that Nynaeve has this handled. And she's like, "Uh, have you come to move the border? And he's like, girl, what did you just say to me? And Nynaeve's like, yeah, no, my, you know, eldest sister's daughter can shut up. She's (laughs) a loser. And she's only with me because she can't stay away from the boys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I mean, listen, listen, Elaine. you play dumb games to like, get dumb prizes, quiet. in my opinion, for <laughs> Elaine here. Like, why did you say anything? Like, you know, you have to stay quiet. Like, I don't really know what your point is here. And then Nynaeve says just about as much. I wonder why you think I'm Nynaeve, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> everything she did, perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. No notes. <laughs> and then Elaine is like, 
you were like licking his boot and it was you were cuddling your mom's ex-boyfriend yeah okay nothing i do is that the situation here and one of you needs to stop and one of you does not and also they're literally white cloaks like you will and then hanged and then in typical jordan fashion the man has to calm the two women down from fighting of course and tom yells at them both and then they both zip it zip it and then then we have more grossness from elaine where she practically cooed is the line at tom also she's right tom i'm sorry i raised my voice (laughs) as she snuggled herself against his arm ew uh, stop i really 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 hate yeah and 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 then julian is like watching them being like yikes like odd (laughs) (laughs) julian's like is everybody else uncomfortable? Like, like, uh, like, I feel weird. I, I don't really know what to do about that. There's she's a note like looking at Nynaeve like, you see what's going on? Like, like am I? Julian also, there's a note that he was wise enough not to bring his horse close enough to become a part of it. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, like, I don't really want anything to do yikes. with that. <laughs> Whatever little faux incest esque storyline you guys are going for i'm gonna stay yeah i'm out of here (laughs) so they make camp and tom and julian flip a coin to see who's gonna go into town for supplies so tom goes in hey i'm just reading your notes at this point but nynaeve is like please buy some vegetables and he returns with something leafy and green and three hams (laughs) and then he's like fine i'll do it myself yeah (laughs) and this is where they head in to uh, both the girls yeah, and get Nynaeve berating Elaine. Nynaeve asks Elaine to walk into town with her for vegetables with the ulterior motive of being like, so we need to talk about what are you doing? What you're doing with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> and I wrote, because it's effing weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> uh, and Elaine goes full like defensive mode it's really weird and she's all like rants far away and he's surrounded by women and he's a man so i thought you were gonna say she gets defensive being like i'm not flirting with him i like he well she says that at first she's like i don't know what you mean and then like first off and then Nynaeve is like he's old enough to be your father and elaine is like he is not my father that's not what she said (laughs) that's not the point Be clear here. She did not say that is your father and that's why this is wrong. She said he is old enough to be your father and you said he's not my father. He's not my daddy. Because I want to put that you and that sentence in a room with a therapist because they would require extra sessions that you went from he's old enough to be my father to he's not my father. (laughs) Elaine, my girl. (laughs) That doesn't make him any younger, babes. Yeah. And then and then she's like, Avienda is keeping an eye on him for you anyway, which I was like, lol. <laughs> no, Avienda's Avienda's been both eyes on him. Av- Avienda's having a crisis. She <laughs> does not want to take her eyes off of him. Rest. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, I should have made sure he knew I love him. And it's just like, oh. Uh, Okay, and then you're gonna you're gonna try to sneak into Tom's bed because he doesn't like that's gonna convince Rand that you love him <laughs> for sure. And she said, you know, is Tom's that- also letting this happen she- and like. Yeah, Tom no, is Tom, Tom is, Tom is, Tom is at very fault. much an accomplice. Like it's not. Yeah, very yeah, much at fault here. Yeah. And she says, "Is that why you've been 
she would not say throwing yourself at, which I said, you have more restraint than me. <laughs> <laughs> throwing yourself at, teasing Tom. And Elaine says, there are a thousand leagues between us, Nynaeve. Do you think Rand is refraining from looking at other women? A man is a man on a throne or in a pigsty. He's your grandpa. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> and then Nynaeve's like, I, you don't have to flirt just because, you know, Rand might be flirting. Like, that's not really how the world works either. And she says, Tom is a man with secrets. Remember that Moraine sent him with us. Whatever he is, he's no simple country gleeman. And Elaine jumps to, he was a great man. He could have been greater except for love. Okay. And, and I, the love in question is your mom, Elaine. Your mom. <laughs> That's your, your full on. Your mother. Your mother. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, she's like, the man doesn't know whether to turn you over his knee or, or climb a tree. I think, I don't think he, well, maybe, maybe over the knee, but not in the way I think Nynaeve meant yeah, it. Like, I'm very uncomfortable with this whole conversation. And she's like, I am no, a child no longer, Nynaeve. I am as much a woman as my mother is. Your mother who used to sleep with the guy you're flirting with. Your like again, throw that in the room with the therapist. They would have a this heyday with no, that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> no. That was actually like several no's too short of how I I'll feel. I'll keep going. No. This, this, I'm not okay. This podcast cannot feature enough no's for how I felt in I, this conversation. So uncomfortable. Stop. <laughs> we don't have the time. We don't have the time. I oh, just gosh. yeah. And then and then we have just a little. I think this is a little bit of commentary from Robert Jordan. Uh, he says Nynaeve's tempers faded as they wa walked on talking about the foibles of the weaker sex, men, of course, okay. and simple matters such as that. And I was like, that side comment was really not necessary, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to just walk past that one. All right. So they get into this town. Well, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Nynaeve does like she's thinking to herself that Tom could put a stop to it, of course, but the old fool indulged Elaine like a fond father with his favorite daughter. Ew, I hope not. I very much hope not. No, it does say that, and that is what's happening. <laughs> so, nope. like, I mean, it's taken us this long, but I'm glad that at least Nynaeve has Clearly. had the thought that, like, Tom is yeah, it's not also involved. Like, he's not yeah. stopping this. And Elaine and her daddy issues. Yeah. And a lot to digest. <laughs> Nynaeve thinks she meant to get to the bottom of it, not for Rand's sake, but because Elaine was better than this. Yeah, it is true. Like Elaine, we've known, like, anytime we get POV of Elaine, maybe we, she's not better than this. But I feel like when we met Elaine, Elaine was better than yeah, this. Yeah, Elaine was definitely very much better than this. Elaine has degraded <laughs> since yeah, we met her. Yeah, she has gone down. And so I, again, like I... I love Nynaeve so much because again, like I feel like she pointed out all the things that she like, she's like, I gotta like, I gotta set my friends straight because she's not actually like this. Yeah. Like you're acting Which weird. is also kind of what she thought about Egwene when Egwene was like being a brat. She was like, I'll just take it because I don't really know like, yeah, like what's going like on this. here. Yeah. So yeah. So they get into the town. And Nynaeve, I guess, has learned some of the like yellow Aja symbols because. Okay, so it makes sense that she would want to be yellow Aja. I feel like this is the. I, 
I pay a lot of attention to the naive sections. This is very much the first time I've heard her yeah. mention I, this. When yeah. this, Except like, that we would know that the yellow is healing. But like, yeah, okay, so I've known yellow is healing. I know that Nynaeve was a wisdom and was the, the healer. I didn't know she felt I didn't, quite this way about it. I did not imagine her as a yellow Aja. And like, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I think I was picturing her as like a blue and I don't know yeah. like why yeah, I never thought of yellow. But the first time I read it, I just thought of her yeah. as green because it, like the two others seem like they want to be green. Well, also like <laughs> so I just she's got a lot of power. So the like battle Aja title kind of fits. The blue I thought would be funny because she just like doesn't want to be a Moraine. Which then, like, yeah, I think that might be Aja's. Yeah. That. yeah. Like, yeah, like I thought that might happen. Yellow didn't really occur to me because I just didn't think it would be like that much of her life. But then she was like, obviously, I'm going to be coming. And I was like, okay, kind of wish this had been a little bit woven in. But I kind of get like, obviously, like, I wouldn't call this retconning. Like, I was like, I could have heard of this. Like, at least she hadn't confirmed a different Aja. And then he was like, no, actually, it's yellow. And we're just going to pretend it was always yellow. It was like, okay, it kind of does make sense. It caught me a little bit more off guard. And then I started thinking about it. I was like. I probably should have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. For being so freaking secretive, like Aes Sedai are, it's a little shocking that Nynaeve, a novice or an accepted, knows these symbols. But well, I would assume they that they would to have her. to, like, they were pretty open to Egwene immediately after she got through the accepted trials, too. Like, I would assume once they go through those trials, they kind of have to open up a little bit about what the Aja are about because they yeah, do have to make that decision so. right mm-hmm. and if she'd been talking like a lot to the yellow Aja then like to know the like secret symbol of like it is also mentioned also in how- the <laughs> prologue that the yellow system of spies is like the most pitiful so yeah, they it's m- funny that they then see a yellow <laughs> yeah but like so they might have been like less secretive about it secretive about it like just not as yeah that's true guarded that's a good point. that's a good catch Tay. so yeah, she sees those. a yellow Aja single signal in a seamstress window and they go in and like Nynaeve gives like the countersign which is a message I don't remember exactly what it is it's just a me- she yeah. has to say yellow and heal in a sentence like it doesn't matter what she says what goes on in between she- but as long as she uses those two yeah so she goes into a seamstress shop like that's where this signal is like hanging like, over I want a yellow flower but obviously don't put any thorns on it because I couldn't heal from I like, want a dress embroidered on- with yellow roses on the bodice but no thorns mind i don't heal very fast that's what she says and then they meet the yellow aja agent ronde makura rond makura i don't know and And she's like make them tea from this very specific This isn't my yeah. best tea. Get the best tea. So she <laughs> makes some so... tea, and to no surprise, the tea drugs Nynaeve and Elaine. Although, the, so the message she gets is it's calling all Aes Sedai back to the White Tower, basically saying, like, oh, it's all clear. Come back. You're fine. She's like, what is that about? <laughs> yeah. And then they get drugged and they pass out. Which and I saw coming oh, a mile away as soon as she, like, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Well, I think it might have been clear and that I'm not special in that. But like as soon as <laughs> no, like they were no, trying actually, to, I didn't see it at all. Taylor, you were very special, and you were the only one who saw it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like like they were trying to be like, hey, like what's the emergency, urgent message? Like, and they were like, let's sit down and have some tea. Tell us, and she was like, no, no, wait for the tea, wait for the tea, and then she didn't drink any, and I was like, ah, you guys, yeah, read obvious. the room. It's not <laughs> come on, not good Don't vibes. Drink the tea. <laughs> 
I feel like I feel like also Naimi, she's so she notices everything and then conveniently when like she's about to get trapped, she just like stops noticing everything and I'm always like, Naimi, no. Well she does yeah. like she's like, Oh, Mistress Makira was too nervous to touch your own teacup. So Naimi stirred a little honey in hers and took a sip. Like she's trying to put the other woman at ease. Yeah. And just Yeah, it's true. Straight backfire on that. So Elaine wakes up, she can't move, she can't channel. And immediately, by the way, I was like, Tom is going to rush in. It's going to be Tom. It's not going to be any of the other guys. It's going to be Tom. Elaine's going to be like, oh my God, Tom, Tom, my hero, which is exactly what <laughs> it she is what says. <laughs> so they're drugged with something called fork root. It's a tea. It has a slight minty taste, according to Nynaeve. And basically it cuts you off from the true source, also apparently makes you unable to move. So Elaine kind of starts to get movement back in her body and then they well, give her more tea, drug her again. Yeah, like Mecura, there's also another woman there, Lucy. They like take the Nynaeve and Elaine up to this like back room, put them on beds. And Makura is has like other arrangements to make. So she tells Lucy like, you're going to readminister this tea every hour promptly so they stay in this state and and lucy's lucy, like i don't wanna <laughs> lucy goosey is frightened she doesn't very like much lucy she doesn't like that their eyes are open and that, like they can see her she's very flighty and like there's an hourglass going and it it empties and elaine can move her fingers and like she's almost able to like bring her her arm up and then like lucy comes in and she's like ah darn and lucy gives her more tea and then it happens again she wakes up again and for the record this sounds like my worst nightmare yeah not being able to move but being awake. like oh, i don't gosh. know if you've ever and then to almost be getting it back and then like it's like it being in a dream and not being able to move fast and yeah like, like or you. if you've ever well, had like sleep paralysis mm-hmm. I've never- it happened to me literally once <gasps> and scariest thing i've ever experienced i've like, never I, i've never had sleep paralysis but like i've fallen asleep with my arms above my head and then you know they fall asleep and you can't pick them up oh, whoa <laughs> that's awful <laughs> new fear unlocked I, that is like never had that that is what i imagine this feeling being because like you're aware of your body yeah. but like it's just not you have no control hate that yeah i won't go into the details because it's like a little bit more messed up than that but like not being able to move but then also like the idea of like you just like because she rolls her head up at one point and then her head falls back down and i'm like this is actually my worst nightmare Mm -hmm. like this like you almost getting it and then getting drugged again and then you like have to go through it again like pure panic i would be a mess yeah no definitely yeah definitely panic anyway tom runs in tom comes and and saves the day oh no 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 he (laughs) strides over to elaine and he, oh, I can't even, I can't, I can't. In two He's steps, he was at Elaine's side, smoothing her hair you. back, worry painting his oh, leathery face. <laughs> leathery face. He's <laughs> old. Oh, man. Like, it is so spelled I feel out. Like 50s is like, I, when I said 50s, like, He's definitely older than 50. 50 is not that old, but like he, he's, yeah, well, he, he's well into his like, older years. I'm calling him at like 70. Like, he's like Harrison Ford now. Which like, that's what I'm imagining. Maybe like we are getting this <laughs> a little Ford's bit. Harrison like almost 80. Like we are getting this from Elaine's perspective a little bit. So like maybe this is her kind of like reading into it. I don't think it's going to be. I have a feeling things are going to progress. And I don't, don't like want it. them to. <laughs> 
I don't want to spoil things for you. Don't spoil things. So I will just continue being silent. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. I just hate it, and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. All right, so he's stroking her hair. <laughs> <laughs> And then he reluctantly removes himself from her. And this is from Elaine's perspective to check on Nynaeve. Essentially, they kind of figure, like, he figures out what has happened. And then they... He's he's helping Nynaeve, like, walk. And she's, like, figuring that that's helping kind of, like... Like, gets it out of your system. Yeah, move the effects along. And Julian walks in with Makura, the other woman. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls some... Well, so also Elaine gets very judgy because Mm -hmm. Nynaeve is like, I will let this man torture you if you don't answer our questions. And then woman Makura, Mm -hmm. she doesn't... She she just stays silent because, you know, they always try that. And then Nynaeve is like go for it man like have at her he's like i'll get the oil and the salt basically and then elaine's like oh my god how could you gosh elaine yeah he does he makes up this lie about oil and salt and then he reveals later that you know if you just say two things that you need generally if you just let the other person imagine what you could do with them ineffective it's It's going to be worse than whatever you could actually do with them. So generally, that kind of gets things going. And the weirder the two things are, it almost works better because people's minds go people's crazy. minds get going. The title of the chapter is Figs and Mice, which he tells us like are two things that he's used before as like an example. He was like, "Oh, I was going. I said figs and mice once, and the guy just started talking." <laughs> yeah, and then so the seamstress admits. That she had orders from the Amaralyn to bring Elaine specifically yes. back to the tower. And they're very confused about this because in this entire time, I'm like, just figure out that the Amaralyn is not the same Amaralyn. I know. But obviously. <laughs> I can see how that, that one would be hard just because like that yeah, would be Yeah, no, totally, totally. But it is like right there. And then, <laughs> you know, she she kind of get, they, they, they kind of figure out all that. And then also Elaine, Miss Joji Pants, is like very shocked because Nynaeve thanks Tom and Julian. Yeah. She's like very sincerely wow, like that must have been really hard for her. Yeah, and she's like, I am starting to understand why I said I have warders. Like, there's like a level like of maybe protection. I should make Tom my warder. That definitely, like, <laughs> obviously, I need a man in this. Le- no, but like, I get it, especially if you're if you're bonded and promised to not harm people. Like, you you would definitely need somebody who could, in my opinion. Yeah, but she she's like very good about that and then elaine's like oh my god that's crazy that she said thank you yeah she's like very shocked about this and then they decide to dye their hair black and well they decide to dye elaine's hair black right sorry elaine's hair white hen pepper will turn your hair black mm-hmm. and then is this a, an aside where makura sends a pigeon to update the situation yeah, yeah. we also have person, like just, sends a copy we see like a uh, help himself and i mean this in a funny way but he said he he gets naive to say i can believe anything of uh suan i would like to have her for one hour where she could not channel we would see how tough she is then and i was just like because i would beat her cool well <laughs> careful well, what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> you might get that one uh <laughs> yeah true that is right there. We get just kind of a, a town overview sort of couple pages where we see Nynaeve and Elaine hop into this 
coach that Tom has bought from someone in the town. And oh, they're mm-hmm. they're dressed. They have bundles of clothes with them. Whatever the the coach goes ripping off before the children can like question them. Yeah, we see Makura go to Avi, who is the pigeon guy that she had gone to while the girls were incapacitated to send a message that she like had Elaine. And then so she's gone to update what's the yellow Aja girl's Narenwin? name? Narenwin? Yeah. Narenwin? Who Elaine I don't know how to pronounce it. remembers from the tower. But then she sends a second message off because she like agreed to send duplicates, but she sends that one to the west, which is not where Tarvalon is. I think Tanchiko is to the west. I don't know exactly where we're chilling at this point. I guess they came from Tanchiko, so yeah, maybe. So we don't know who that's going for. But then Avi, the pigeon guy he (laughs) he takes the parchment that was underneath the letter papers that makura was writing on and like you know when you like write something and then on the paper below that you like like use the crayon and like you can read what it says so he just like holds it up and can tell what her message said and he sends a pigeon of his own off in another direction also like to who we don't know but there are Three pigeons out there. Messages abound. Letting people know that Elaine was in this little town. All right. It would like almost have to be Tanchico. If that's where they are. Because I looked at the map for the first time in ever. <laughs> yeah, hey, why don't you have the map out? Come on. Well, I did look at the map and that's how I decided it was probably Tanchico. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. Then Suwan's party arrives in Lugard and that's where they arrive. <laughs> oh, you don't want to comment on the, the inn? Well, well, I do see a note here from Taylor that Loghain wants to be the leader, so Suwon pretends to be okay subservient. <laughs> and yeah, he, cool. Like he wanted to be in charge. If he said when they started of a morning, when and where they stopped of a night, if he kept the money, even if he expected them to serve his meals as well as cook them, it was of little account to her. All in all, she felt sorry for him. He had no idea what she planned for him. A f- Big fish on the hook to catch a bigger. We're always just using each other. Yeah, but and I mean, Lugard I didn't love it. But sucks. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's a very lewd city. Lots of cat calling. Lots the nine of- horse hitch. Yeah. What? The nine whores itch. Uh, I gotcha now. Because when I read it, that's not what I heard in my head. What? I understand. Is the that joke supposed now. to be a saying that I know? Or like, is that just. Uh, no. So apparently, I actually. Because I wondered if it had like a reference. And so I very carefully Googled it. <laughs> and apparently, there was an interview with Robert Jordan where somebody was like, hey, like, what's the joke? Like, and he was like, if you don't get the joke, then you're not old enough to understand it. And cool. people were like, okay. But in other, I don't think it's like a well-known piece of slang, but there was lots of people saying that it was just like the nine whores itch, a brothel name, although he has said, I guess, that prostitution does not exist in this world. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, glad that he took away Feminism the one situation where a woman would be profiting at that. all for yeah. these things. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, so they were thinking it has... It's kind of a lewd joke about like yeah. essentially women who sleep with a lot of men having certain itches because of sexually transmitted diseases. Lovely. And infections. Cool. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for that that's little awesome. lesson. Really loved that. Love that little. Yeah, that's great. This is also the town where Suwan realizes that being stilled has made her hot again. <laughs> and Yeah. 
In she's fact, she's getting catcalled and she likes she, it. She, she's getting catcalled, and they did not make her angry. She really could not apply them to herself in her own mind. Only startled, she was still not used to the changes in herself that men might find her attractive. Her reflection in the filthy window of a tailor shop caught her eye. Not more, m- not much more than a murky image of a fair-skinned girl under a straw hat. She was young, not just young appearing as far as she could tell, but young. Not much older than men. Oh, I guess not much older. I totally lied earlier. Look at me. That's okay. A girl in truth from the vantage of the years she had have actually lived. An advantage to having been still, she told herself, she had met women who would pay any price to lose 15 or 20 years. Some might even consider her price a fair bargain. In what medieval worlds are women like, wow, Botox? The medieval worlds that we make in the 90s that we pretend are medieval so that we can have more misogyny in them, cool. but also hold women to the same beauty standards of the 90s to be thin and beautiful and young and or blonde pl- and white. Plump. I mean, the evil queen hating Snow White because she was young and pretty. She was like, All I right. was supposed to be young and pretty. Rapunzel, whole, you know. Yeah. It's so, just a classic. So women get old and less ugly. valuable and sad about it. Yep. So... Suan like sets Leanne to practicing her flirting on Loghain, I guess. She's like, yeah, just go flirt to with him. keep him distracted. Distract him. And Suan seeks out an agent for the Blue Aja and she's given the message. This is where she's getting catcalled and realizing she's hot again. Uh, she's given the message Sally Dara, Sally Dara, and she pretends she doesn't know what that means. But like later we see that she's interpreted that to mean that the Blue Aja has gone to Saladar, which is like another town. So. That's where she Which wants she to head. mentions as like one of the last places anyone would look for Aes Sedai short of, how did you say this town? Amadicia? Amadicia. Amadicia. So I I don't know. Have we heard about like what it's like in Saladar I don't so far? think we've been to Saladar yet. We haven't been I'm there. I don't know if we've like heard where... like, oh, Aes Sedai are like hated there or something. Well, yeah. I don't, is it close to Tyr? Like, maybe Not like really. Like it's in the south, but. I think in the south, like generally the like magic is less. Like people don't love that. Like it's further west than Ilion, which is further west than Tyr. Like it's not close. It's just south. We've also got men like watching Leanne. And all the men that are obsessed with her. She's just like got a group surrounding her at this point. I do like your little note here today about Min. <laughs> oh, yeah. Min has this brief moment where she acknowledges how she used to be a cool character. And now she's changed for a man. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall and everything. <laughs> she said she had always been herself and everyone else could accept her as she was or not. Now she was thinking about changing what she was for a man. It was like, yeah, yep, that's... Yes, you are. That is it. That I don't... sums you up really <laughs> nicely. That's self-awareness, at least. <laughs> and then Suan tells them where they got to go. And the next day, or the Gareth Brynn arrives in Lugard a day after Suan's party. So I don't know how long they stayed there. They, they, they left, left immediately because yeah. Min's like, can't we just stay a night? And then Suan's like, nah, we leave it right getting... now. <laughs> so Suan tells them they have to go south, but then... My note here says Gareth Brynn arrives in Lugard a day after Swan's party and follows them west. Yeah. So looking at the map, the road from Lugard to Saladar, like it, it kind of goes southwest. Okay. And then, so like- and then it splits to west or south. 
So, I mean, yeah, I kind of thought like maybe like, oh, they're just heading in the wrong direction. I guess that works out for the girls. But no, it seems that they are on their trail. We get back to a POV of, is it Elaine's POV or Nynaeve's? Well, I don't want to talk about how Gareth admits that he could be Suan's grandfather. Again. I know. <laughs> we discuss that part. <laughs> He 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 says it. Also, there's again, a moment where times, he gets yeah. he gets mentioned about like how he met the Amaralyn. So like yeah, another like long list of exposition. Is this like thing. a direct requote? I mean, it's pretty close. In the prologue, he says he was certainly too old to go riding off after a set of pretty eyes on a woman young enough to be his daughter, maybe his granddaughter. Fast forward to chapter twelve. Too old to go chasing after a pretty pair of eyes, young enough to be his daughters, if not his granddaughters. So literally, <laughs> pretty copied paste. <laughs> well, the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely. Anywho, I mean, at least he's you know, consistent. Sometimes when you're really old and you chase after a girl that's a teenager, yeah. And feeling. you like keep thinking about it because it's like kind of like <laughs> pervy and messed up, and you're like, ah. <laughs> Maybe I should do this. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable, but like, Still I just like, though, need because... to know why she broke her oath. <laughs> it's like really uncomfy for me, but I'm going to do it anyways. So Nynaeve and Elaine have like their own new coach now. And Nynaeve is like, I don't know why. I, she just has like, like weird a, to Elaine. a character break here and it's yeah, she's just someone else for a minute. Yeah, this was, this was like. Like, is this a Gwen? And, and we just put Nynaeve's yeah. name on it? Like, what happened? I don't. Yeah. Again, I just. Like, the characters constantly in flux. Like, they have... Nynaeve is usually the most solid character. Yeah, where, like, she has an situation. outline, and it's generally followed. And then this was like, okay. It's funny because, like, the last time, Nynaeve had just gotten mad at Elaine for breaking the disguise. <laughs> and now she's, like, mad that she had to do the disguise that they decided like, on. Like, it's just not it's Nynaeve. very like... much not Nynaeve, yeah. No. And, like, even, like, they're... Weird. So, Nynaeve is being a dink to Elaine because she's like calling her lady and acting like her maid because those are the roles that they took on to go into an inn so that, you know, because they're in disguise. And the innkeeper is kind of takes advantage of Lady Elaine having a maid with her and is like, oh, your maid knows how to take care of you. Like she can do all this stuff. Essentially all Nynaeve really would have to do is like, bring the food up to the room and they could have just stayed in, in the room yeah, like, what and would she have had to gone do? back to normal but i guess like Nynaeve like was scrubbing elaine's back in the bath and like elaine offered to take the worst bed and and he was like oh no i'll take that my lady like behind closed yeah, doors Nynaeve wouldn't be holding this up like this it's very random that she's it's, like this it's, it's so again it's like it's the people in the group just can never get along for more than a second yeah. I don't even know what to say about this because you're trying to ruin my favorite character. And I'm just going to say it was bad writing. Yeah. Because I'm just, this was not Nynaeve. Like, it wasn't even Sorry. like someone else. Nynaeve's they were actually pridefulness or anything. Like, yeah, she, she, it, was, it like, was just some childish, like, yeah, like Nynaeve I don't know. has never acted like this. <laughs> Nynaeve and, and Elaine actually, said, like, transported and, like, switched uh, bodies for a minute. Yeah. They, uh, they had a Freaky <laughs> Friday moment. Yeah. That's what actually happened here. <laughs> So Elaine and Nynaeve also encounter a traveling show on the road through Abadicia. It's basically like a circus. And then they continue on to Sienda. They Ra- see... Most random thing ever. They were... It, 
Like I was like, this the is circus. gonna come up later because oh, there yes, was no <laughs> other reason for this oh, to yes, happen. It will. There are <laughs> oh the circus elephants. I hate this section. That's what like yes. scared the horses and like made them stop so that we saw the circus at all. And <laughs> they call them giant boar horses, which <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of an apt description if you had no other way to describe them but any master luca like really wants to perform for them and elaine's like if it's money you need like nynaeve give him some money and like but like we don't have time for this like we gotta go (laughs) and nynaeve just like hands him like a silver penny and is like get a real job like (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) which also i just felt like the comments were like not really nineties. it's so so random she's just like like, a different person like the silver penny definitely like she she she's not gonna spend her money frivolously she's being very frugal for sure yeah but and (laughs) but like the comment i was like they're supposed to be keeping up appearances like she would never say this like i just don't know who this is but and then nynaeve snaps out of it like they they get into the thing and then elaine's like can you not and she's like okay i'll stop all right and i'm like (laughs) Like, cool so that was just pointless why thank you for submitting me to that it was like oh we also like hey uh, nynaeve isn't that great though <laughs> she yeah. does do stupid things it's like let's get back to normal Kate they get into does. this town where there's only like one inn so where they get- everyone is checking them out but also elaine notices that like nynaeve or her maid nana is getting checked out like way more than her and so she thinks to herself nynaeve seemed to think that a man looking was a crime it is even if he did nothing and did not leer given that sometimes elaine wondered why she did not wear less becoming clothes she had to she had had to work very hard to make sure that simple gray dress fit the other woman properly nynaeve was hopeless with a needle when it came to fine work for why so she's asking for it you're literally flirting with your mom's ex-lover you're gonna throw shade on nynaeve for not wanting to be looked at but wanting her clothes to fit properly wow no sorry actually if you don't want male attention you need to wear uglier clothes because we all know that protects you that works of course that's worked for women forever that's side note to anyone God. who can't hear our sarcasm that was sarcastic <laughs> extreme very sarcastic <laughs> extreme sarcasm like w- yeah no it's giving she asked for world? it and it's not uh not okay it's yeah. definitely not giving no <laughs> it's not it's, not, it's giving. not giving at all <laughs> can we just say like also so they like go up to the room and then they're like oh we got to meet up with like a gwayne so like let's do the dreamland dreamland stuff let's let's use magic <laughs> ring dream, to go dream. into dreamland and then she's like hey go to like i'm gonna bleep. go like wake me up like we know the drill like all the stuff and then uh, elaine's like i should just leave her unguarded in this room because that would serve her right and i was like you are the worst person ever <laughs> terrible friend happening? leave her leave her in the room unguarded so that she can go and down go at, like see tom, tom. <sighs> Who are you? This, what are you doing? I hate it. I don't want to swear, but you want to swear, swear, but like I, you I, can't I, swear. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody imagine Alex swearing. Alex well, swears right now. Alex she said won't do it, but she did. A really nasty word. I can't. I can't with Elaine. No. 
No, thank you. Let's move on from Elaine. <laughs> We're done with Elaine. So now. Nynaeve meets with Brigida in Teleron Road because they just are buddies now. And then separately with Egwene later on. Nynaeve asks about Gadel Kane, who was in the last time they were in Teleronriod, and Brigida says she thinks that he's been like spun out by the wheel again, so he's like out in the Back world. Back in the real world. As a baby boy. Yeah. And as a baby. Like Gadel is Brigida's lover, like across Boyfriend. all all worlds that have ever been. So like her time to be spat out by the pattern is like probably coming soon. Like she always yeah. goes after him the time's not always after of course not set well, <laughs> she can come a couple years after him because we always know that yeah. the men the man can be a little bit older but. yeah but yeah so Mr. Lanfear the, and Rand. the time's funny we don't know when but now that he's gone her time would be next anyhow and she asks Brigida like about the different forsaken and like gets what info she can she's particularly worried about Mogadine obviously because she like faced her and thinks she probably wants to get her back mm-hmm. and Brigida yeah, has gets all sort of Brigida has seen in Teleranrio Lanfear Raven Semiel Graindal Demandred and Semirog Semirog mm-hmm. so we haven't met Demandred or Semirog as Forsaken yet I don't know if we've met them Demandred as other people but I feel like they're probably gonna come into rotation they're not great I'll tell you that mm, yeah she <laughs> seems extra scared of Semirog. Semirog's thing is torture. So Cool, cool. Well, cool. that makes sense then. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and after she dips out, we've got, yeah, Egwene, or sorry, not Egwene, Nynaeve playing dress up before she meets up with Egwene. <laughs> and she like finds herself in this Damani dress. Well, so it's just before this happens, she's talking and she's like scared that she's going to suddenly start wearing armor. While she's talking to Brigida. I don't know why that'd be scary. And she says it was embarrassing enough if that sort of thing happened when she was alone, even more under the cool blue gaze of a woman valiant enough to be a match for Gadel Kane. Yeah. Yeah. So woman that is like (laughs) so strong that she's like almost as good as a man. Yeah. I was like, cool. I didn't need that. And then she's. She's kind of like stressed about like Mogedian and just like the fact that she even had to ask about her. And then she has a great line. She says, if you don't look for snakes, you cannot complain when one bites you. Because she's like, I shouldn't have asked. And then she kind of reasons with herself that she's like, I had to ask if I don't look for the thing that endangers me, then like I can't prepare myself. Mm-hmm. And then she plays dress up. Yeah. Where and- she is like, <laughs> wouldn't mind Lan seeing me like this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cute. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind that so much. Like again, I didn't like the description of her in the dress, which was like a little bit much, but I did like that she like she gets on the sexy outfit and she's like, mmm <laughs> You know, like, nobody hey, else should see me like this, but if Len saw me like this, I would not complain. <laughs> the difference here is that she's not, like, shaming uh, anyone for, like, wearing it. Like, she, yeah, she's, totally. she's come, she admits that, like, she used to see it as indecent, but she's coming around to these outfits. But, like... Also, she put it on herself. Yeah, yeah. she put she it on herself. It she's in control in that moment a little bit and more, she's- too. Like, she's... It's, like, a little accidental, but also, like, kind of not. And then she's, like, she's okay with it. And she's, like, wow, I see a purpose of this. <laughs> she, she's feeling, like, a, a little confident. She's got... She's, like, yeah. oh, like... I, I'm okay. I walk the runway. <laughs> it's, like, it's a, a yeah. positive thing for a second. 
before. And then Egwene <laughs> shows up and immediately shames her. Yeah. Naturally. So that happened. Yeah. It was, and it was good for a second. And then she puts on the <laughs> two rivers wool, wool <laughs> w- winter outfits. <laughs> and you know what? I just got to say, if I accidentally like came across my friend feeling herself and then i was like what is going on here and she donned a winter outfit (laughs) because she was so upset i would feel so bad for like pushing her that far like i would be like listen uh that was on me i am picturing though like the daenerys like winter coat that she got made in like season eight and they're like like the like white fur like that would be nice. I'm so picturing like, like super scratchy wool and just layers and layers and layers <laughs> of it. So you're sweaty and you're itchy and it's just like <laughs> terrible. So you had like different it. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so Wayne arrives with one of the wise ones, specifically the one that Nynaeve doesn't like because she made a comment about Lamb's shoulders. Yeah, she did not and like that. She kind of tells them about like what happened in the one town, but she doesn't tell them they got drugged. She said it was like a close call and she doesn't want Which like, she the wise specifically kind of doesn't say it just because she's like, I'm not going to show weakness in front of this one girl. And I was like, that's a. If we're talking about me and Nynaeve being the same person, that is something <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, it was super close. Yeah. I did but we not did cry myself ourselves. to sleep last night <laughs> with the nightmares yeah, on Yeah, but it. like I caught it. Like, Good thing I knew that herb. Yeah, tried to trick <laughs> Good thing me. I knew before I drank it. <laughs> and Egwene shares her side about Kool-Aidin and Rand making their way across the, the spine of the world. Yeah, and she also says Maureen is listening to Rand and even Malayne is like really upset by this she's like it's not proper like Nynaeve is nobody like, no, is definitely not this. proper <laughs> and Nynaeve is even upset which she's like I shouldn't be upset I hate Maureen but she's like no she deserves respect <laughs> like everyone's coming 180 on Maureen <laughs> which is the surefire sign that she's going to die it's the funeral <laughs> train coming yeah so bad. <laughs> and then they're trying to convince her to not just run about Teleran Riyadh. Yeah, because she she mentions like, oh, I think the Forsaken are planning something, which I, should we not all be assuming that? Like, we all know yeah, that like the that Forsaken are the- loose <laughs> and there's are baddies. Like, they're going to be... The bad guys are plotting. <laughs> like, the bad guys... Shock. Making plots. <laughs> but doing bad things. You know that? A and, shock, truly. Yeah, Malayne's like, what, have you been... Have you been wandering around the world of dreams? Because, like, how do you know that? And she can't say that it was yeah. Brigida. Yeah. So then she's like, In this if you instance, wish to wander. Brigida's asked her not to say anything, right? Like, she this- has. Yeah. Okay. She's so like, she's very explicitly, yeah. like, I will not help you if you do not. Like, yeah, like, like I'm breaking a rule to, to aid you. Like, it's you. like really bad. Yeah, and, like, you, you can't. And then, yeah, Melaine is like, come, we'll teach you. And she's like, I don't need taming. And then, what do they call Lan? Annaline. Uh, Annaline. <laughs> Annaline. She's like, Annaline will die on the day he learns you are dead. And Nynaeve's like, you are not playing fair right now. <laughs> that was really rude. <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> Fine. I will think about what you said. And then Melaine makes her look like a small little girl well she she tries to make her promise that she will do nothing in the dreams without first asking a wise one and she's like i know i said i cannot lie so like i want to hear you say it and nynaeve like she she's not gonna do it and even Egwene's like she's she's not gonna make that promise like 
it is not going to happen. Yeah. So then she punishes her by making her look like a little girl, which... Again. Rewind this podcast if you want my feelings on that. (laughs) And that is where we end. Ta-da! That's the end of chapter 14 of book five. Are you so excited to continue, Marissa? I am actually excited to continue because the books get better Mm -hmm. and they get less misogynistic the deeper into them you get. I'm never excited to start them. Just start out bad and they get better. Well, like... You do get excited to start them because the ends have so much other stuff going on. There's not as much room for the misogyny. And then the starts, there's so much room for the misogyny. It's almost like the starts were put there for that. Well, because we're starting not in the action at all when we could be. Yeah. So, well, we started in the action. Min was in a shed. And that was... (laughs) Oh, the action's actions been happening. That wasn't action enough for you? Yeah. Sorry. I wanted a little bit more. Well, Getting a little needy, I guess. You're just asking too much. I'm asking yeah, that's really far too, too much. Too much. <laughs> All right. So we haven't played this game in a while, uh, but I wanted to play the What's the Vibe game. It's been a minute. So your Can't options wait. are <laughs> immediate no. I'm sure there'll be many of these. <laughs> I'm For uncomfy. what, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> and queen moves. I also added one called That's Hot, just in case there's anything that comes up that's hot. Okay. There might not If be. it has the word lan in, probably. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to add a lan one. In <laughs> I cannot believe that. you did not come with a lan one. <laughs> Friends off. <laughs> How dare you? All right, I'm writing one out. She's literally <laughs> typing. Everyone. Lan. That's hot. <laughs> just just lan. That's all I need. <laughs> Have you looked at these before we started? I know they're in the document, Tay, but Tay I didn't look. Some. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going in blind, so. Blindfolded. Gonna throw right, your knife. So, yeah. Matt um, vibes. First one is the Aes Sedai surrounding Elida, basically ignoring her while they make the plans. And I, a little bit of my comfy, but also like kind of queen moves because they know that they put her there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna just say queen moves because Elida sucks. <laughs> yeah, like Elida's not someone that I the way she got like I I don't respect her. So queen moves to the other one. Yeah, like I wouldn't respect their her power either. Yeah, like you are yeah. only sitting there because we said you could. Yeah, so you do you do have to do what we say. <laughs> Suan picking the strongest oath possible apparently. To swear, knowing she's basically going to break it immediately. Queen moves. Queen moves. Queen moves. Ghost one. Because, I mean, honestly, what's an oath? Uh, yeah. They're just words. Say Honor? it, break what's it. That? She can lie now, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Integrity? <laughs> words I don't know. Unnecessary. Yeah. Matt throwing knives uh, blindfolded and still hitting the target. I It's it's hot. That's I, hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to add, include something Ooh, about Matt. Marissa doesn't like it. There's not much good for Matt. <laughs> I was like, uh, immediately no. No, it's not an immediate no. I'm uncomfy. All right. Why? Listen, if I was there, I would not feel like, wow, this man is hot. I would be like, this man is going to kill someone. This yeah. chaotic I mean, and stressful. And maybe me. <laughs> he is just like throwing a knife. So <laughs> what? <laughs> At the air. Yeah. It I'm going to be honest, on anyone. Like, knowing, knowing his like luck ability it really sways it to that's hot. But like in that situation, if I'm standing anywhere near him, I'm ducking. <laughs> a, a bystander like, is just like I'm out of the, getting running. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> listen, Matt is all fun and games, but I personally do not want to be anywhere near him. <laughs> I feel that. Well, no, I don't feel that clearly. <laughs> no, you don't feel that, but <laughs> you understand not. where I'm coming from. I get it. Yeah. You hear her. For this one, I just put Asendra 
I'm uncomfy about what's happening to Asendra. I'm uncomfy about the things she's doing. I, just all around, I don't like this immediate no. of any storyline. I don't like no. it. Yeah, I'm I'm uncomfy the way that she's Asandra. Asandra. I've been saying Asandra in my head, but I can't be trusted for anything. I know it's when Dra. it comes to pronunciation instead of Asandra. I don't know. It's whatever. Okay. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a super deep question. We can move on. <laughs> the explanation for Balefire. Immediately, no. <laughs> I'm so upset about this. <laughs> Immediately, no, because I don't want to erase things like that from just just whatever I want to do. Just I just really think it should have been a different ability. It just like could have been its own thing. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not mad about the ability like itself. Like something in this world erasing things the moment before they haven't whatever like i don't hate that idea i do agree that like it it didn't have to be balefire balefire already was a thing i don't know i guess i'm uncomfy yeah maybe that's like a cool weapon that has actual implications outside of just like whoever you're killing with it but yeah that's actually i feel like that's a good point i would say immediately no for how it was described in this book and like i had my feelings I said my thing about it. But like as a power, I'm just uncomfy. Like I think it has cool implications, but also like it's high risk, high reward here. Yeah. And I do not trust Rand with it. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Rand, that's uh, next. uh, Rand being unable to harm a woman ever. And yet somehow those women still being harmed by his inability to harm them. Like it sounds crazy to say that I want this man to harm a woman but it's like the way i he, just wanted to not be played as like it's very noble for him to yeah not right like it's the way that it's, it's going about it i don't yeah like i'm fine I, if he doesn't want to like like beat up women but like when there's a woman that's like trying it, to kill you like you know you like do, it's it's literally the guy running around being like but i'm a nice guy and i'm like yeah, i don't believe classic. you one bit yeah so i immediately no i it feels weird to say that but also immediately no yeah <laughs> like that's it i don't agree i feel that here's another immediate no uh elaine <laughs> flirting with her mom's ex-boyfriend i could have just stopped at elaine honestly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say no, thank you for elaine no thank uh, you for immediately, elaine. immediately no. no what what are you doing why i don't no nope. stop no stop yeah stop it how about uh nynaeve berating elaine for flirting with tom thank you (laughs) thank you for saying something yeah yeah i agree like that's an actual friend being like hey yeah what's going on here is an actual friend being like what trauma are you going through right now and how can i help like uh, like, how How can i help you old girl because you're going through something yeah gareth Bryn following after suan and crew as though he has literally nothing better to do with his time than to just follow after a girl he saw that's hot uh just kidding okay immediately no <laughs> i'm upset because like it could be if they were closer in age like we know that suan isn't actually actually a super young girl like she she has yeah. lived the life like she has the fully developed brain and has all these life experiences knowledge like she's like he's actually not grooming her like, potentially as old as him yeah yeah but but she but the fact that that she got to look younger and then this is going to be played off as like a totally normal relationship when he like didn't know that makes me super uncomfy however the core of the love story that is starting here is hot like it's like if if he knew that she was the amarlin seat 
I would be so for this. Like, yeah. I would be Agreed. rooting for him. I would be I like, I actually would like this? that better if he was like, after she left, he was like, wait, I oh think that was the Amarlin seat. Right? Yeah. And like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That would have been hot right now. It's that would have been unhappy. hot. I would have been like, oh my God, I ship these two so hard. No, but right now it's just yeah. an like, old man chasing after a girl who looks like she's barely out of teenagehood and because her eyes are pretty. And, I, yeah, like, that's the like, immediate what? no for me. Yeah, I think once he finds out her like actual story and who she is, like I think it's gonna be like cuter in my opinion. But right now it's creepy. Mm. Uh, this one's a complicated one. Min <laughs> pining over Rand. <laughs> I hate it. No, I'm just uncomfy at this point. She was cool. She was cool. She was cool, um, and I gave up on that dream a while ago. I I agree. I am uncomfy. I want it to not be happening. I wish it never started, but it did, and it's not going to stop. So I have to. I have to make my peace. <laughs> yeah. The girls, not even Elaine, getting a room at the inn while Tom and Julian have to sleep in the barn. <laughs> Queen, Queen moves. moves because I need to separate <laughs> Elaine and Tom as much as possible. Yeah, so get them away from each other. <laughs> yes, put that old man in the. You barn. know, Elaine was like, "How can I convince Nynaeve to let Tom sleep in this room?" Yeah, yeah, Ew. like Tom can guard me, not you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like. Mm. 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 Gross. Yeah, no, immediately no. Or Queen moves. Queen moves yeah. to Tom and Julian in the barn. Immediately yeah, no to Elaine and Tom. <laughs> Again. Moraine swearing an oath to Rand so he'll finally listen to her. Immediately no. Can I have a fifth <sighs> option? Yeah. Ooh. I'm heartbroken. Aw. Very sad. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like this, it's not any of the other ones. Like I'm not even uncomfy. I'm just so sad for her that this is how she has to get him to listen to her. Yeah, I agree. I- I'm here for it. I'm not, I'm here for the answer you just gave. <laughs> I would say I'm uncomfy and I'm heartbroken, just like all around like bad time. For Moraine to be pleading and like begging to Rand just to get him to listen to her. To like she's that, so desperate. And to know that it's a, such a desperate moment that she's agreed to do this. Like she's Lan being like, why are you doing this? You don't need to show humility. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And her being like, and him being like, oh my God, this is the end. Yeah. Like everything is coming apart. Like it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Egwene and Avienda running the naked mile together 50 times. I'm also immediately no to that. I'm not a p- I'm not against the like hey like the things that they, they did that are bad are like kind of like mid-range bad things. Like they just forgot They're to They're very tea. slight. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the naked part. Like running 50 laps is different from running 50 laps naked. Yeah, they could have yeah. just made them run 50 laps. Like yeah. that was punishment enough. That would have been like normal. I would have been like that sucks. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. Naked. Like, she still would have been cold. But they had to add the humiliation immediately. No, yeah, immediately yeah. no. I'm into Taylor's now. Leanne's swaying walk and the smoldering light in her eyes. How are we feeling about those? <laughs> I'm uncomfy. Like I want this to have come from a different place. Yeah, like like I want to be able to be like queen moves. You grab your sexuality. You grab your like womanhood. If that makes you happy, you're using tools to your advantage. Like I want to be able to say all that, but like it's coming from such a sad, depressing place, and like also a little bit feels like Jordan was like, I don't really know what to do with this character. She can't also want revenge, so she (laughs) instead is wanting. Yeah, Men. so I'm just going to say I'm uncomfy because I feel right. like... Yeah. Brigida literally risking it all to aid Nynaeve. That's hot. Queen. <laughs> you know what? That is hot. Brigida, that works for it. <laughs> I, like I mean, it. I was going to say Queen Moves, but it is hot. Like, 
she yeah. she is you go, because girl. it's queen moves it's hot yeah that's yeah. what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> naive asking tom to buy vegetables and then going back to look for some herself when she sees what he brought back it's like ugh. I can't. I'm uncomfy. I can't. Why can't you just do what you were asked? <laughs> <laughs> Weaponized incompetence. Oh, that is yeah. I got three hams though. <laughs> They're like, I, I maybe okay. What am I supposed hoping... to do with that? Thanks. I don't want to eat ham. I want something vegetable. Maybe he was just hoping that she would go back by herself, and then Ew, he could probably. just uh, cuddle with. Why'd you have to take it there? <laughs> <laughs> here's Sorry. a here's a hot one though uh lan telling rand to back off and stop acting like an arrogant boy that is hot that's hot, that is hot. That's hot. that is hot we love it that is king shit and that is hot <laughs> <laughs> yes lan yes lan and lastly but certainly not least tom letting his ex-girlfriend's daughter snuggle up to him put the blame on tom no. immediately no immediately no like like can I have a sixth option of yeah. like jail time? Ooh! <laughs> Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> Dungeons for you. Yeah. Like we we rag on Elaine and like it's not great coming from her point, but Tom, yeah, we're, ragging we're on getting Elaine it from her, her perspective, which is yeah. why we're talking but about her perspective. It's more. definitely Tom is not. Tom is not innocent. In this. I don't want Tom's POV on this because I think it would be yeah, disgusting. I really, really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to hear him think about Elaine in any type of way. Uh, pass. Thank yeah, you. No, thank no you. she's Morghese's daughter. I can't think of her like that. That's what it would be the but entire time. Mm, like yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> All right, you two. Alex is like, I'm changing <laughs> Moving the subject. On from that. We are not talking about this anymore. <laughs> Let's run through your character rankings quickly and be done you always say quickly like you don't think i'm gonna talk about it yeah like this is another 20 minutes i don't know what you mean <laughs> she's like please be quick no. are we adding suan kind of want to but like is there someone we can cut out <laughs> we can actually you know what? you can cut perrin and fail out because they're not in this book well loyal fail and perrin and loyal yeah which break my little heart no loyal but you can just pause them for now yeah they're paused you can keep loyal at the top if you want <laughs> Yeah, so no. my first place no, is just invisible. <laughs> Pause means <laughs> like you, you just like he he he's yeah, just it's just not there. It's fine. It's sad, but it's fine. Yeah, those three you can pause for this book. And we're adding in Suan and Leanne. Yeah, or just and Leanne. You can just add in Suan. How do you? She like Suan? we we actually get like Suan POV. Yeah, I don't think true. you ever get Leanne POV. Gonna lie. It would just be her flirting. So yeah, <laughs> this is a fight for the bottom. Mm. That's what this section has become. Maybe you should go top to bottom this time, so we can see who won the. Yeah, last I feel place. like I feel Ooh. like I feel like it's less of a surprise who's at the top. Yeah, I like that actually. Let's do that. Go reverse. Loyal's paused. I have to say it again. Yeah, we just got to remind everyone that <laughs> she's not fallen out of love with loyal. Loyal is not present. Yeah, and so now I have to flirt with someone else because he's so far away, and who knows who no who's on anymore. the top of his <laughs> list. So. Who you flirting with? Nynaeve <laughs> in first. Uh, good choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one little lapse about the whole lady maid thing, that doesn't even count. That wasn't her. I don't know what that it, was. It was Elaine's turn to be like the good character somehow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that was. But in second... That was not Nynaeve, so it's fine. Second is Moraine. I'm sad and scared for Moraine. Yeah. Third... Lan, you keep standing up to Rand for <laughs> just Marine there. Just no, you can 
just you keep that was it that was the whole <laughs> sentence, sentence whole thought <laughs> you keep Latin. you keep you keep doing what you're doing <laughs> in fourth suan i'm interested in her new identity and dynamic now that she's not amerlin fifth Egwene. this is where it starts to slip a little bit she the whole like is just not as bad as everybody else yeah i don't know she didn't do a whole lot this section like she had some of the dream stuff and she was concerned about mm-hmm. avienda and had to run naked and sit and sweat naked and mm-hmm. that was pretty much Egwene. sixth avienda i hate that she's in a self internal kerfuffle over rand poor girl it's not really her fault it's rand but that's fine seventh elaine she did she did do some stuff outside of flirting with tom but it wasn't great this this is kind of the the steeper slope of downhill eighth min also like barely in there she was just like upset about the oath and then it was suan for those chapters ninth matt and (sighs) He started dropping in the last book. Like, he was low. He got really high in Mm -hmm. The Dragon Reborn and then started dropping last book for the misogyny. And it's just, like, it's still there. I had him second for multiple parts. Yeah, he he really jumped up and then he's really fallen down because I feel like... Like, he's kind of like the comedic relief character, but then now his shtick is like, oh, women... Like, he's gonna... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just... There's actually a line from Egwene that kind of sums him up personally perfectly is she, like, notices. She's like, he's just... He used to be somebody I could kind of talk to, but, like, he's just become all about, like, women and humbling and, like, mm-hmm. that's it. And I'm like, yeah... It's just kind of not doing anything. His whole life, his whole personality right now is gamble women. Yeah, like, legit. Not yeah. understand. <laughs> like, literally, like, half of his thing Confusion. Is like- so, like, I need I need something for him to do. I'm I mean, confused. Perrin isn't here, so, like, someone's gotta take yeah. it. Yeah, and I hate basically. that. I'm honestly, like, kind of upset Perrin's not in this book because, like, it has to be passed on to someone else now that yeah like we can't just like have one of them be awful and stick with it it's got to be passed around 10th rand just god listen to marine just do it anyways 11th tom because (laughs) so sad (laughs) such a sad explanation just listen all right (laughs) 11th is tom because stop looking at your ex-girlfriend's daughter like that you pervert yeah fair retweet we (laughs) once again agree on a lot but i start with naive sticking with it whatever happened to her for five minutes i'll forgive it's fine move on we're good with that moraine is in second i'm actually just like so brokenhearted about how much she's giving up now that i'm like man like i i just feel so bad for her like she's literally trying everything at this point to help rand and he's going to it just feels like he's going to keep demanding more and more out of her until she looks absolutely foolish and then still not listen to her and that makes me really sad third i have land because he's hot like we've discussed this like that's part of the reason he standing up for moraine like actually standing up for people that he likes amazing wow crazy love that in a character i actually have avienda in fourth and I took a different take on her thing with Rand because I understand her being in a complete complex about Rand because if I saw the future and saw that I was married to him, I would also have an emotional breakdown. So I'm on her side here. I would also be stressed. 
if I started falling in love with that man. That would be a very hard day for me. <laughs> so That's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm with her. Also, she's going to fall eventually when like this she starts being like more jealous and stuff because I imagine that's coming even though it's part of like her culture to that men sometimes have multiple wives like she's still gonna be like very jealous I feel like she's gonna fall into that so she's got to get her time at the top of my list before she falls fifth I have Suan the only reason she's not like higher and she didn't beat out like Evienda is because you know she's got she's got some she's got some plot she's definitely morally gray she's okay to do that I'm curious where she's going to go. I think she could really jump up my list pretty fast because she's very interesting. I do love where she's coming out with like, you know, not letting being stilled completely like ruin her. She's still like she's she's going to see the downfall of Elida and I hope she finds a life in that process. Uh, sixth, I have Egwene. So I actually like I thought there was a little bit of growth here. She's like actually kind of being like, hey, Rand, like <laughs> Moraine is trying like I don't really know what you're doing here she has an understanding of like necessary respect like it feels like she's kind of like learning a little bit of a lesson here I still think she's a little bit childish and all that kind of stuff but at least she's like trying to move forward with something but she's still kind of like not amazing Min I have in seventh and the only reason I can explain this is she could not fall lower because the people who were lower were worse (laughs) and so it's like seventh slash 11th like I kind of would like to put all these people last but I can't eighth I have Elaine she's been not only is this like not a one-off for her because she was falling in the last book where she was like really just like falling apart as a character like women hating like all the stuff she's just now hit a new level of like she's like hates her own mother and wants to cuddle with his ex with her mom's ex-lover like it's just weird and also like she's got some gripe about Nynaeve that I just don't understand because Nynaeve is awesome I have Matt in ninth it's not really anything he did in this book it's mostly like the carryover from the last book then the misogyny and everything with that I do appreciate that he managed to find someone who actually consented to him touching her body so that's a move forward the bar is on the floor the bar is below the ground and he finally just stepped over it so good for him question mark i can see how he could become a more interesting character and i'm excited for when he has more to do so that he's not just the misogyny scapegoat but i hope what happened in last book never comes back 10th i actually have tom so we have a difference of opinion on who's further down on this list (laughs) i agree with everything you said creepy pervy i don't really like he he's being weird and i don't like it and it's gross and dude stop she's she's your ex-girlfriend's child (laughs) it's weird I have Rand in 11th because Tom isn't integral to the story and Rand is and he is the worst person to be integral to the story. He is also going to be the downfall of Moraine or at least has caused her a lot of grief in her last little bit of life that I'm assuming is happening here and I'm pretty mad at him about it and also like the honor thing about like not killing women like I'm like this is just 
it doesn't even make sense. He's like, it doesn't make sense. I'm not forsaken after me that are women, but I won't kill them. It's like, you're just stupid at that point. Like, you're just dumb and your misogyny knows no bounds. So that's how I feel about him. It's like, how can we have violence against women, like, all throughout this book? And then the, like, main character, like, doesn't want to kill the women who want to kill him. So, like, now he's a good guy. It's it's like we put the bar under the ground so that Rand could step over it. But instead, he found a way to trip over it. And I don't <laughs> really understand what happened. It is true. All right. We're going chapter 15 to the end of chapter 28. And that will be our part two. I expect the misogyny to go down slightly, the plot to go up slightly, and for me to come back less grumpy. All right. That's mm. what I'm expecting. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers wow. crossed. We'd be very optimistic, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we thank everyone so much for listening. If you want more content from us and to hear our thoughts on social media, go check us out on Instagram at Queens of Fantasy Pod on there. We also have a Discord server where we chat with people about all sorts of things. So if you have something you want to comment on about this podcast, if you want to have a conversation about anything we talked about, we would be more than happy to do that. So go check us out in our Discord server. Link is in the description of this podcast. If you want to check out what I'm currently reading or learn a little bit more about me personally, you can find my personal Instagram at Maddie dancer there. I also have a video game podcast if you're interested in that sort of thing at Crowned Heathens where I record with a different person named Matt and another person whose first name is technically Matt so you can expect that kind of energy there. Tay, where can they find you? You can find me at current Tay reading on Instagram. And Alex? You can find me at a creative owl. Forgot that for a second. On Instagram. And as Alex Sedai on the Discord channel. Which I would like to say we do think, we never do this, but I'm going to do this this time. We do thank Alex for doing all the work to get us to this point in the book and all the notes. Oh, thank you. Because you are our Sedai on this journey and we greatly appreciated it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it's still happening. (laughs) It's not past tense. (laughs) We appreciate and respect our Aes Sedai and we will listen to you. Yeah. Unlike that's what you should do. You you won't require an oath? Okay, cool. Yeah. No, you don't need an oath. (laughs) No, it's fine, actually. You're doing us. I actually just trust you. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine. All right, that is it for this one. We thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will see you in the next chapters. Bye. Bye. Bye.